lead the charge with Milwaukee. Performance, power, precision, no petrol hassles. Learn more at milwaukeetool.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. Attention sports fans, planning an overseas trip to catch your favorite games? Look no further than sports where I am. They've got it all. League schedules, trustworthy tickets, and over 200 cities to choose from, all conveniently on one website. Plus, as an Australian company, they know the importance of great customer service for those long-haul journeys. So visit sportswhereiam.com and start planning your dream sports trip today. Sports Where I Am, your ticket to an unforgettable sports travel experience. Righto, let's get into the show. Bully, welcome to the podcast. Just We were just chatting off here. I said, save it. So in the... When you were drafted, you were 17. Yeah, we were chatting draft age. Well, thanks for having me, mate. I'm excited oh, to mate. be here. I, I love normally what you, do a big, juicy podcast yeah. introduction, yeah. but no, I just no, wanted to for, get straight to into slide it. slide into it under the radar. Everyone knows who you are. So and when I we put the captions doing. up, uh, thanks, mate. Yeah. I, uh, when you're rolling in with the black orbits, and oh. I, I should I should recognise first the suit, the kit. You're, <laughs> you are a sharp well, individual. No, nah, you've caught me up. Well, should I say that I've dressed up for the podcast? Oh, or I reckon this oh. is your daily kit, though, isn't well, it? Well, it sort of is a bit these days, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, you know, and sort of the the world I'm in now a little bit. I'm out sort of, um, you know, selling the company a bit. So you do have to sort of dress up and, and look good. But uh, anyway, yeah, thanks for having me. I would, you know, I much prefer to be sitting here, you know, in, in, just, the, in the trackies. I, I, just, the, I just go comfort. Yeah, just go the comfort. But um, I do show, love mate. a suit. I, the show. I, I miss wearing a suit and going to those important meetings and trying to pretend to be important. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully one day there'll be a couple more of them. Uh, Spring carnival's the only spring time. Spring carnival's yeah, the one. That's right. That's when you that. get about five suits in two weeks. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. Before but we yeah. go into the transition, I just wanted to quickly touch on that because we're going to get to the super draft. But we're just saying, I thought Jack Watts was – I think he was the last 17-year-old to get drafted, but I didn't know that you and Hodgie were 17. Yeah, so, you know, this is way back in 2001, and I know you've had I've, I've heard, I know you've had Connors on the show, yeah, and you, yeah, you, gave, yeah. you gave it a shout-out then. Oh, but, man, um, you, you forever, started his career, the super draft. That's right, yeah, Jerry Maguire, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, back then, yeah, it was before they, and possibly after that, Jack Watts draft, they shifted the age back. So you had, so it was um, December 3rd or January 1, so you had to be 18 to get drafted, which I think is a good thing. I mean, there's a perennial debate and argument about whether you could go back even another year to give kids, mm. you know, a year out of school. And uh, the counter to that is that, that, you know, that you potentially lose into other sports and all that sort of stuff. And for every, um, you know, seven and eight-year-old who's not ready physically or mentally, there's a, a Chris Judd who, who's ready to play at 16 or 17. So um, that debate... Get, seems to go on every year, but yeah, two thousand and one. So, I, I, three of the top four were seventeen-year-olds. So we uh, we played in the under eighteen carnival, uh, and you know had had good carnivals, obviously as bottom ages, um, which still happens now. You can play in the in the under 18s as a bottom ager, but you just you just can't get drafted. So we saw Harley Reid play and dominate as a seventeen-year-old last year. Nick da- Nick Dacos was the same, um, and you know all the talk was that. If they're eligible this year, they'd probably go number one as well. But yeah. So you were back then, and, and as it was, the, the the cutoff was June 30, so halfway through the year. I'm end of May, so I qualified by a month. And, and Hodgie, I think, mid-June. So he qualified um, to be draft eligible by about two weeks. Wow. So he was one. I was, I was two. Um, Juddy, who was the, the top ager, and he really was the, the best, but he was just a bit stiff. Um, he, he popped his shoulder out. Uh, in the the second game of the championship, so he was a little bit out of sight, out of mind for that second half of the year. And then Graham Polak was four. He was well, he was seventeen as well. So those three of us had had been through the 
AIS program and then played the um, the under-18s and, and had good carnivals. So three of the top four that year were bottom ages. That's crazy. I didn't know. I knew I knew. obviously talking to Paul and um, talking about the super draft and, the, you know, what, is, what are, you know, those four names you just mentioned. But I didn't know that he was a 17, yeah. Yeah, well, and then, I mean, you dig a bit deeper in that time. I mean, Bartel was eight. So G- Ablett Jr. was 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 our age as well. So he was seventeen. Um, Some big names. Del Sano was seventeen. You know, Maguire. So a lot of the guys that, that got drafted to St Kilda with. Um, and Dale had a these three fifty. He played three fifty. He did. Yeah, right he had a up great there. career. Yeah. yeah. But back to our, back to our discussion off air. I, I mean, I wasn't ready. I, and and there was so I was still year eleven. So um, you know, I was fortunate that. that I, I landed at St Kilda, so I finished year twelve like Watsy did um, at Xavier. So, you know, was fortunate the club allowed me to do that. But because I, I said, I mean, it wasn't anywhere near it phys- um, physically or, or mentally at the time. So um, it was a yeah, it was an interesting year. That, what was that it year. like going to school? Yeah, like, it was I, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you know, like I, I just watched the Swamp, which is the net four episode network uh, Netflix series on um, you know, the Florida Gators. You know, Tim right. Tebow and yeah, um, you know, you're talking about when they win a championship and the town's going off second time in a hundred years, and these eighteen year olds are just out partying. There's so much, you know, so much going on. And they say, like, we look like superstars and everything's just flashing before our eyes. Now, the reason I bring that up, I'm just thinking, if you're 17, you're 11, and you, you've just been taken, you know, in the in the top three picks, <laughs> like, what what was it like? Well, I was already a bit of a rock star at school, to be honest, <laughs> mate. So I didn't need that. Nah, look, it was uh, – the good thing was that, as I said, that they allowed me to finish school. And looking back now, that year 12 year was – I mean, everyone's year twelve year. Hopefully, should be a, a great year and a memorable one. Um, it allowed me to to um, finish off my school sport as well. So, uh, well, I was injured for a bit of that year, but Tomo, I, I had the benefits. of Grant Thomas was a coach, and he had a link to, to Xavier. His son was a year below me, actually, oh, so he handy. was happy for me to. I played in a school cricket premiership at the start of the year. Yes, I've heard um, about this. So they allowed me to do that, and then I, I was I was injured a bit, so I didn't play a heap of footy that year, um, but. I played four or five school footy games and captain the school team, and we ended up winning the premiership that year as well. Joe Watson, who dominated that year, was the vice captain. So they're great memories. You know, we had a catch up last year or the year before, little school footy premiership reunion. So, yeah. um, so, but so to answer your original question, not, not a heap changed. There was there was some practicalities around it. I mean, I'd two days a week I'd jump in a a taxi or time I'd have someone keep, come and pick me up from Q to take me to Moorabbin and I'd roll into to training with my school clothes on and my school bag and <laughs> I felt like a bit of a girl. I mean, you think about it, I, I walked in and there's, you know, uh, Lowe, Burke, Harvey still playing at the Saints, Peter Everett, you wow. know, Spider Everett. Big names. Jason Cripps, yeah, big names of the club. Um, and back then it was still very much – you know, earn your stripes, son. It's mm. not like these days where they walk in and they don't and get around. Start, you do nah, that, the old boys right. back no. in the day. So I <laughs> sort of sneak in the back door in my school clothes, and um, luckily there was a, a big group of of young players as well um, from the previous couple of drafts. So, um, but it was a yeah, it was a it was a challenging year, but but uh, you know got through it. And as I said, you know, really grateful that they allowed me to do that because that was a that year twelve year was a was a memorable year. Um, didn't get to tick off everything. I, I remember probably go, I got to the school formal, but um, schoolies was a no. I missed them I, yeah. as well. Gold I mean, Coast? Were you guys Gold Coast? They would have been Gold Coast, I reckon, but I was. Um, I would have had to sub that in for a 3K time <laughs> trial. I, I remember after my last exam, 
uh, in that you know second week where everyone goes out, I, and I, I went out. I you know had a, had a couple of drinks, but I was up early the next morning for a for a tough um, preseason session. So had to uh, had to sacrifice a few things, but it was uh, it was an enjoyable year. You did. Uh, I mean, you're an impressive human. When you look back, um, we'll talk about cricket in a second, but. It wasn't like you were just a footballer, like you were one of the top of your class, very intelligent. How did you, I want to ask, I don't normally ask ATARs, but I know yours was north of 95, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I was a long time ago, mate. I can't lie, mate, yeah. mine was 29 because I slept, right? So right, I'm not going to, okay. so but, like, but I just have thought, a look at you now, I mean, yeah, that's the beauty I, of it, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a number. I'm grinding and, like a dog, I'm trying well, to catch my, up, mate. My friends and my family and friends think I'm still dying out of and haven't, you know, haven't really made the most of it. So, um, yeah, I think I was, I was 98 something. 98 yeah. something. So that's, it, that is unbelievable to be so talented, and it's a great example for you know young kids coming through. Um, but you were so intelligent; you applied yourself pretty hard, clearly, or very hard, in, you know, into the books. How did you balance all that? Yeah, no, I, again, looking back, yeah, uh, uh, I guess the the end result looks okay, but but you know, I, for me, it was just around um, doing my best, and and you know, I, I my. Parents had had invested heavily in in sending their you know sending their children to a to a school that and and val- that value from their point of view it meant that highly valued education so it was a little bit about um, uh, you know repaying them for that and, and making sure that I did my best you know like like you, like with most things you you never want to finish something and say, oh I wish I mm. wish I oh, I know I could have done better I I wasn't um, and this might sound a bit trite but I I, I wasn't overly smart. I just when when the time came to to you know study for an exam or in the in the couple of weeks leading up to it, I had a really good memory, I reckon. So I I was yep. a good crammer, I, I think, um, looking back. And I picked some good subjects that that you know used to used to sort of uh what subjects you picked? Oh uh, I remember I I did Latin and yeah. I remember thinking at the time because I'd heard that if you did reasonably well, you got a nice bump up as well. So oh, yes. Um but I was a bit of a numbers man. I did maths, you know, I I, I did the sort of the Maths methods or whatever it was back then, and anyway, I, and, and surrounded myself, you know, I, with with people who who could help me through that. I think you um, need it. You know, look taught, left or right. It taught me a lot of good lessons though that year, because because you know I was I was technically I was a St Kilda player. Now the club again were great, and they allowed me a lot of a lot of uh, um, well, con- uh, concessions to be able to get through that. But it taught me a lot. I, I wasn't you know naturally organised at the time, and I remember at the start of the year. Getting taught a really good lesson. Um, we used to finish at lunchtime on a Wednesday, and the club had actually organised to have the team photo you know, in January or February, whenever it was, probably February before the season. Organised to have it on Wednesday afternoon to cater so I could get it, so I could get there. Now I hadn't written it in my diary, and I remember after school I was mucking around oh, having no. a kick after school, and I get a call. Where, where are you? And I'm in queue. Oh no, Rabin's an hour away, and everyone's stripped ready for the photo. Oh um, no! And so they so they went ahead and took it. So I, I get there, and I missed the first. I missed my first ever team photo. So the two thousand and one two season St Kilda team photo. I, I'm an inset. <laughs> Look, they did a good job. Where they I, put you? I wasn't there. Back right, so oh, you right can't the, really right see. Right in the yeah, corner. that's right, right yeah, in the corner. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't play a game that year anyway. But um, but I had to get up. Time, time I maybe get up and and apologise to everyone. Well, and, that would have been and hard. Put my, it was, yeah. I, you know, I said it. 300 gamers sitting in the front row. I'd been there for a month. So that was a really good lesson um, about being organized and, and you know, and um, diligent and, and disciplined. And, um, you know, I don't think I was late very often after that. So, yeah. 
learned a lot of good lessons that year. I can tell you now, I was late a few times and uh, I got a couple of those ones as well. Mate. It gives me a bit of chills thinking about it. You try not to do that again. Well, your initial thought is to try and find an excuse. Yeah. Who can I blame here? You know, this is, this is horrific. But yeah. sometimes you man up and you, you, you go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should have just, I was saying, I think I said it last podcast, the closely, I was, I was late once and then I was, I, I walked in and it's the whole neck to the right, yeah. everyone's in there. And then it was like, don't do it again. My alarm didn't go off the next day. It went off when the meeting started, but it wasn't like an important one. It was just like a, a admin type meeting. So there was no, I don't even think there was coaches in there, but yeah, I uh, I just hid in the toilets. And then when they walked out, I just merged in with the crowd. <laughs> and then I went upstairs and dobbed myself so in. smart though. I would smart No, but I dobbed myself in because I was just so honest. And then the, they didn't even know I wasn't there. I shouldn't have even said anything. I should have well, done the sneaky. Yeah, and no, I reckon I reckon long term you're better long off. Term. I think so. Yeah, yeah but sometimes. I do know the feeling, the panic, the heartbeat goes through the oh, sure. roof, your anxiety, shock, you know what I mean? It's sweating. Yeah, shock, it's a good experience actually knowing you, you, can, you can do that. <laughs> Not that you're going to put yourself in that situation again. Hey, let's go back to school because you were a, like you were a gun cricketer, and um, now when I say you, I don't want you to just uh, talk yourself down here, you were very good. I think six tons. I'm you hearing. Don't want me to, okay, all right, yeah. just it's fine to give it's yourself a, a pump space. up. It's a free space. Oh, yeah. Did you ever think about actually pursuing cricket over footy when you're a, a little bit younger, like maybe not 17, but you're 15, 16? Well, there was a moment where I actually had to make a choice. There was a crossover, so I think I made it was Dowling Shield back then, the under 16. Um, cricket, you know, uh, Victorian cricket competition. I played with Melbourne. Uh, I played two years of that, and then probably off the back of that, I think there was let's call it an under, uh, sorry, an under seventeen state cricket squad, um, which I made and qualified for. But at the same time, uh, there was a crossover. The under seventeen uh, AIS AFL Academy I, I was in as well. Um, so I had to make, and I think Jimmy Bartell was was in there as well in the cricket team as well. So I had go. to make a had to make a, a choice at that time. Um, it's interesting now because I'm sure there are, are talented kids at both. It always just used to be cricket summer straight into footy winter, yeah. but until the pre season kicks in. But that's the thing now, and, and those that as you start to get serious about your footy, if you make that choice, 16, 17, there there are kids now that aren't playing school cricket um, for, if, in favour of a. An AFL preseason. I understand that now. It's 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 a shame, but looking back, because the reality is that a cricket season, going straight from a cricket season, you know, and a week later, later starting to play footy, is, a, is is horrible preparation physically. There's there's just not a lot of um, portability between the mm. the physical requirements for cricket and footy, and that's why like, that's why a lot more are playing basketball now because th- there's a lot more sort of portable traits yeah. for, in basketball than there is footy. A lot of change of direction all and all that, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's repeat, right. Speed, endurance, yep. and all that sort of stuff. Whereas it always just used to be, you know, you play cricket, right, oh, that season's done, we'll have a kick a week later and, and then into it, into it you go. And and looking back, you know, I yeah, I, that probably led to um, to some of the physical challenges. But you know, I loved cricket, yeah, and and APS school cricket was, um, was amazing. You played on – you know, the, the pitches and, and the grounds that, you know, that Xavier College, Scotch College and, you know, Geelong, that there's equal to or as good as any, you know, international level cricket, to be honest. Yeah. So I always used to say, and I had a good relationship with the groundsman, yeah. you know, the late, he's late, Gary Rose, Warren at, at Xavier, and he used to look after me as a, as a batsman. Um <laughs> so yeah, I had a good what couple. A slow wicket, was yeah, it? no, no, the opposite. Mate. Oh, yeah, right, it was hard. like playing on the road out there. Yeah, so if you couldn't get runs on those pitches, you you couldn't play. So yeah, um, yeah I had a good had a good couple of years. I, the reality, I, and you see it. I mean, it's such a competitive 
to, to, to make it in cricket. Oh. And back then, the, the 2020 wasn't around, so it was really, you know, state and test cricket was a pinnacle. I mean, you've got to be in the best six batsmen in in your, your district, then your state, and then your country, really, don't and you? And have a bit it, of luck as well. You have a bit of luck. That's right. You, you might, yeah. So to answer your original question, it was never really um, a, a, a big picture choice. And I think I always just like footy that – Little bit more, you know. Really, I grew up, was born into a footy family a bit, and 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 grew up, grew up with it. But I did love playing cricket. I miss it a bit, and it's. Um, Would you go back and play now? Oh, there's a there's an over forties comp which I don't quite qualify until next year. <laughs> um, the only thing is, it's it's you know the best time of the year, and you're losing your weekends, aren't you? But maybe maybe a little forty, you know, twenty twenty or forty forty comp. Well, just fill in, you know, when you can just fill in and just. Play a couple take games, and, yeah. yeah take right. the bat, drink a few beers. That's and, right. It's um, a good social game, isn't it? Yeah, especially yeah. when you got a lot Stand of mates. On the slips. Yeah. Oh, mate, I got so many good memories of did you playing. Play? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I used to. I used to play juniors and then play. I think we were playing like D grade. We could all play Bs, or um, we, we wouldn't have made the A squad down at Riddles Creek. But all our um, my old man didn't because he's working. But everyone, all my mates, there was about five or six of us. We would play, so we'd play under 14s or whatever it was, and then we would play with all their dads. So yeah, all their dads nice. were like 50, right? But it would just be that. We'd be sitting in the in the, in the um, field, and they'd make all us be the bunnies, so of we'd course. go to all the positions you had to run. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, I've never laughed so much. Like, they're just that funny, the old boys. And, like, <laughs> some of the stuff they used to do and say, and, you know, they just, oh, it was probably the most, some of the most enjoyable times growing up. It's good up. fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good it's, fun. And it's not super physically demanding. No. Nah. It can be as much as you want. To be, and as it? a 14, I think I was like 13, 14, you're going out and you're playing against 50-year-old men that are, they're not, they're just there to have fun. But yeah. some of the chirp when you're yeah. batting, you know what I mean? And you and yeah. you kind of take half of it like you're serious. You go, Is he, did he actually say that, you know? Yeah. And then a few stories. But yeah, no, I definitely look forward to um, putting the uh, pads back on. Yeah. You, so could you bowl and bat or was batter? Oh, I think, yeah, I mean, everyone starts as doing both and then I, I, I sort of worked out that bowling's a bit too hard on your body, so. <laughs> no, the I, peck, remember the peck when you used to get real sore first? And that's right. Yeah, yeah, once first, you start growing a bit and you have, you, you know, the growth plates start to kick you, a bit too hard on the on the body. So, no, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd bat at three or four and then um, – Field at second slip most of the time. Oh, that's brilliant! Yeah, I used to sit gully. Yeah, yeah. I was actually looking back. I was I was very handy. I don't think I'd be any. Ha- I wouldn't be that uh, good anymore. But I used to love gully. I mean, one of my best Top mates, position. Plugger, was the he was the keeper and big boy. But he used to he's probably one of the funniest blokes I know. That I just used to sit there and laugh. <laughs> How many hours you sitting out there for? <laughs> Some of the stuff he used to say. But um, yeah, cricket, mate. Oh yeah, it's actually funny just thinking about the memories now. I haven't really thought about cricket for a long time. Actually playing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I remember in the nets. I don't know if you guys were like this when you were real young. But we used to have our coach. He used to roll in a bit, a little bit late because he come from work, and all we wanted to do was hit the ball over the back net. Because then you have to go, <laughs> you might have to go fetch his ball, it, yeah. and then as soon as the coach rocks up, it's back to technique, yeah, yeah, and you're playing yeah, yeah, all the, yeah, yeah, you're, you're blocking out. it. Yeah, yeah, all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. yeah. You boys yeah. like that as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny. Oh, our, our old cricket coach. This is school, obviously. Who was it? Who was uh, actually was the Latin teacher. Uh, oh, they, that, that's handy when they're in sport. He'd been to the school. He played in the first in the 1960s. He was a, he, was a, he just loved cricket, you know. And and, uh, and the other thing is the fielding. You know, so the fielding, the slips practice, he'd sort of gather around and he'd just sort of turn the bat around, to, you know, so so the ball would go skew if or, um, off the uh, off the back of the bat uh, and, and, you know, practice your sort of your reflexes and your catches. Uh, oh, it was fun. It's, it's a, it is. It's a – a good fight. It's also a brutal game because the other, the other, the other thing about it is though you can go out first ball mm. 
and then your day's over, isn't it? Oh, you're, sit- you're, you're sitting there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're sitting and you're there. filthy. You're sitting there watching it. That's right. It's and your mate's going, game. head up, mate. Next thing <laughs> you're like, mate, I can't have me head up because it's two weeks till I get another bat. <laughs> in fact, that was some of the funniest stuff looking back now. Some of the, the guys who 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 went out and and they you know the tantrums that oh. you know they get back in it and they throw the bat or you know, and you, you knew the guy and the blokes would be sort of sitting there just watching him walk and off you know and he'd be giggling laugh, that's right he'd to... be giggling just and just and just listen for the bat to go down the stage and the you know the yeah oh, it's a funny sport as well but, oh, but brutal yeah, yeah no you're right oh good times good very good times the cricket great fun, great fun. um. Back on track with uh, with footy. Okay, we'll, we'll keep going through footy. The way I want to position this is uh, I was going to talk a bit of transition. We had Mitchie Wallace on about a few weeks ago. He's fantastic. Yeah. Gave some great advice on um, athletes transitioning, and I'm, I'm sure you've got some great advice as well. But we'll, we'll leave that at the end. Let's talk about the Saners um, and then the Pies, and we'll jump to that little – the the, the, the um, not the drama, but the the, the scenario in the mm. middle, which is quite mm. fascinating when you break it down. But your time at the Saints, like, how, how would you describe it? Oh, you know, eight eight uh, wonderful years and formative. As I said earlier, I arrived as a seventeen year old. You know, skinny little seventeen year old. Um, it's funny, even going further back, my there's a my um, grandfather, maternal grandfather, played a dozen odd games in the fifties. Felix Russo, then my, uh, his son. Peter Russo, who was at Hawthorne, and then went to St Kilda. So there was a little bit of a connection there, yeah, right. and, um, and yeah, it was a, it was a, yeah, you know, I just loved my time there. You know, we went to the club at a time where they'd, uh, so they played in the played in the losing grand final in '97, and then sort of fell off the cliff again pretty quickly. You know, around the turn of the the century there, and and that landed them the the early draft picks, I guess, in in two thousand and two thousand and one. So the year before was you know Rui and and Cozzy. and then um, our year, which was Tomo Grant's first official year, it was you know myself and and uh, um, Dal Joey Montagna, good draft, like, like the yeah, recruiting team draft. have done everything yeah, they can yeah, do. Johnny there. Beverage, yeah. So yeah, Johnny, Johnny, um, is he still in the game, Johnny? He's. No, he's I not. Know him, yeah, but he's no, he's done not. A you would have. Yeah, great job. He's a yeah legend of the club, and um, he's he's getting on a bit, and he's struggling a bit, yeah, you know, with his health, Johnny. But he's a yeah absolute ripper. Um, so we yeah, we all we sort of all came in together, but we also had around that time as well. You know, so there were the legends. There was Burke Harvey Low. Um, so my first year was Lowy's last year. Didn't get to play a game with him, unfortunately, but. Um, played with you know Berkey and, and Harves, but but not just them. You know guys like Andrew Thompson and, and Jason Cripps, who I don't know if you remember those guys, but really great, great role models for young guys to come into the to the to the club to to work under. And then the year before as well is when they got Gehrig across and Hamill and Stevie Lawrence and Heath Black, Brett Voss. So yeah, they, yeah they'd yeah. actually within a short space of time, and that's you know that's how how it can be done these days for for teams that. You know, had two pretty ordinary years. Um, so there was this sort of experience and then this group of sort of precocious young guys, high draft picks that had come in. And um, 03, yeah, we started to turn it around pretty quick. And, and yeah, in those first couple of years, you know, when you're obviously young and impressionable, Tomo was, Tomo was great and in a lot of ways before his time, in a sense, you know, the first to sort of talk about leadership groups rather than just having, you know, went from just a captain and a vice to, to really start to spread the the load, develop some younger players and, and and try and spread the load from that point of view. We had a couple of amazing um, pre-season camps under Tomo. You know, that was sort of, I think, the 
Oh, I'm not talking about the footy trip here, but the, the yeah. pre-season camp. In 03, we went to London for three weeks. Three weeks. Um, Haven't heard about anyone going to London. Which you can imagine as a night. Like, how good is that? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we go over there, and and it was hard work, and and through some some contacts of his, we we did sessions with Daly Thompson, Colin Jackson, um, Lord Seb Coe. You know, we're running down the the driveway at the Windsor Castle with with Seb Coe. I mean. Didn't t- took it for granted back then. Didn't yeah. realise the enormity of it as Just a nineteen-year-old. Yeah, that's right. How good's this? Um, so there was that that part, but also getting everyone out of their comfort zone and and, and building connection and, I was and, say, and the culture. To, you bond like no that's other. That's right. Don't yeah. You? So he yeah he he sort of um, drove a lot of that, and I think uh, was a bit of a pioneer for a lot of that sort of stuff. That. Now we we just hear about as part of the course, don't we, with footy clubs mm. um, in terms of connection and culture and all that sort of stuff. Um, drove us hard, like we, you know, there were there were times where you know everyone would have copped the um, you'll never play for this club again if you do this or this. Um, so he was he drove us hard, but um, but also and a lot of those guys. I mean, I was lucky. I lived ten minutes down the road, so I stayed home for you know for those years, those early years. But when you think about Rui down from Queensland, you know, Cozzy, Dell, Goose, all, all, all in from um, either interstate or, you know, country, um, you know, there was a father figure role to play there as well. But great group of young guys and a great group of older guys to to teach us the ropes and look up to. And, you know, ultimately we we didn't get there, but we went from, I think, 02, we won three or four games. 04, we won first 10 games of the year. And then- that's yeah. Um, got knocked off by, and unfortunately, not unfortunately, but um, we ran into those were the, you know, the the powerhouse years of the Lions, you know, coming off those, and then Port Adelaide with the other one, who were yeah, just as you know, um, just as strong a team. So oh four they beat us in the prelim by a kick, um, and then oh five we you know, we got beaten beaten by the Swans in a prelim by by, I'm by just not much as well. You've played in a lot of finals. Yeah, it was We're um, obviously going to get to the you know, the end soon, but like that, you've you've had a great taste of as, as, it is success. It is yeah. getting to a prelim is just as yeah, hard, hard almost, isn't it? Is. You know, yeah, like absolutely. as I said, one kick, it's like far out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a it's a, you've had a great. How many finals have you played? Oh, well, I actually missed a few too with injury, but but yeah, I, yeah, probably probably in the double figures, which yeah. Yeah, which which is you know, I you don't take that for granted, given that. Given how hard it is, and mm. some of the greats of the game didn't play many at all, so I had that early taste of it, and that, you know, that's where you probably don't really um, take it for granted a bit, or you start to feel like it, it'll just be, it'll just happen, and and you're entitled to it. Um, that's what happens, doesn't you know, it? Like a you, little bit, some yeah. Players oh, four, get oh, five, it in their oh, first six. or second that's year right. and go, oh, this is easy. They never get back. Yeah, and you get that heartache of losing a prelim by a kick, but you go, oh well, our time will come. But that's not how it works, clearly. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, we, 06, uh, so two prelims and then we got knocked out in 06 by, by Melbourne. Um, and that was the time where some of those older guys started to, you know, started to move on. And then, and then um, you know, the, the changing coach, obviously, from, from Tomo to, to Ross. And, and so there's sort of two, um, almost two little Eras, in a sense, or two little yep. you know groups there within there within my time there at the Saints, and then you know seven back down, and then started to climb back up again to that period. Um, obviously, oh eight, yeah, oh nine, ten. New game plan, new mm. uh, new system. Yeah. So before we get to Ross's um, era, the G train. 
So I used to call myself the T train because no, I was. I that's why I got. I think that's well. That's where half off the train. Off the back of the G train. Was yeah, that? my mate used to call himself something, and I go. I'm the, I used to say I'm the T train because I'm the, the complete opposite. Like you know, skinny, weak. He's this big, powerful bloke. I used to just like you know. I just used to laugh watching him because he was just so big and powerful. Well, there were a lot of trains, you know, yeah, that come yeah, on yeah. or, or trams even. Like yeah, Connors calls himself yeah, the tram. tram, and then obviously Thomas the tank engine, and then Mick Barlow stuck with train, and everyone always goes, "Where did it start from?" And I go, "Oh, I think like on a you know, there's a little bit of." self-proclaimed nickname taking the piss um and then barlow cut the uh the front off which was great <laughs> but it was all because of the g train and, yeah, and, yeah. and everyone like especially i'm sure there's heaps of people that love the g train who's such a fascinating guy and uh you know you don't know a lot about him so have you got any stories for me about the g train you know whether it's just in the gym at training what was he like as a uh, as a bloke to hang out with in yeah the, in i think the, in that's the why the, the 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 mistakes there a bit isn't it Cause yeah because he, he wasn't he was quite Private and shy, he didn't love it. He hate. In fact, he he uh, go, he's on record as saying he didn't like the media at all. Yeah, um, but he was such a, a a presence. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the gym. He he, he was and, and probably going back before you were born, or you know, yeah, when he started at the Eagles. I mean, he was a magnificent um, build and, and athlete. But he started off as a quite a sort of lean winger. Oh, at the really? Eagles, yeah, he used to play on the wing. He was a six foot five winger, which Far is out. that's right. I mean, that's before his time. At Jeez, I reckon I could blow him up these days. Well, yeah, <laughs> and he, he could absolutely he, just demolish yeah, any other winger with yeah, that. That's right. Yeah, before he put oh, has on. he got such a big tank. He had, I think he had a good. I think he had a tank, but it was it was um, it was speed. He he was he was the quickest, yeah. even right through, probably the quickest at the club over twenty. You know, he was oh, he was wow. a machine. Yeah, he was. Good luck defending that. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Um, but then he came, you know, came across and and. And sort of um, was like a, a bit of a different stage in his career, and 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 put on some size, and, and became a you know a hundred goal kicking full forward. And yeah, and he was an animal in the gym. It was you know he, again you picture these seven, eight, eight year old skinny little kids walking into a yeah. club, and you know Hamill and and Gehrig in particular were just in their prime and just just throwing tin around left, right, centre, mate. You know, I don't know what the real you know sort of one of those ones that folklore. Might have sort of, had. but I think he, I think he, his bench, and he used to get on the bench, and he was a big man, obviously, and you know bench press, you'd sort of, you'd sort of shoulder width, and then you'd go a little bit wider, wouldn't you? Well, the yeah. G trainer, he'd hold the, hold the barbell right at the end, right at the point where it, where it meets the real wide, real wide, oh, outside and, of the actual, no, clips. not outside, oh, just, just yeah. right on the end, yeah, which is harder, yeah, yeah. You think it's about like it. flies, you lose it, yeah. But he would, I think he, it was. It was certainly north of one fifty, yeah. And I think the you know the the sort of we 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 didn't use we didn't used to do the one rep max. I don't reckon back then it was more around three. And I reckon he was or three or six. I reckon he was you know one sixty for three three reps. <sighs> I mean that's mental, isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, that's uh, most blokes do. Yeah, some clubs do. You know, your three rep. And they'd be doing 110, 120. Yeah. And well, that'd be that, like the biggest, that'd be to, the biggest, yeah. like that'd be the most powerful guy in the gym. Yeah. yeah and they do it every second day. That's right. <laughs> and it's 2000 and what now, 2023. Yeah. So, but, but it was, it was, um, it was inspiring. Like it was, and back then, those early 2000 days, footy was still very much one on one. You know, think about the powerful Brisbane and Port Adelaide teams. If you wanted to compete against those guys, you think about Voss and these sort of guys, you had to. So I, my first two years, I, I had to live in the gym. Just you know, smash the gym. You had to get bigger. Yeah, and footy's changed now. Obviously, you got to you got to run a lot more. But back then, um, minimal interchanges. You'd kept your position a bit more, and it was a lot more one on one. So you know, you four mids. There's your there's your four. Go and beat four them. Four v four. Go and beat them. Yeah, and and for us, it was you know, 
come up at the pointy and it was black, you know, Voss, Akamanos, you know, these sort so so I reckon in the space of two years, you know, I was, you know, under the tutelage of of the G train <laughs> and others, we were just eating and and I put on. Yeah, I went from seventy two kilos to probably eighty four or five. Wow. Which is a big jump. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I suppose I'm sure we'll talk, but it, it lost it lost my my strength as a junior was was speed. Um, which you probably laugh at this, it was speed and agility, um, you know, speed, endurance, and agility. Putting on 12, 13 kilos over the space of a couple of years, I lost a bit of that, yeah. Mm. But it was at the expense of being able to compete with these superstars, bigger, yeah, superstars, bigger mm. experienced players in a more one-on-one type contest. Yeah. And even, you know, West Coast and Sydney, those early 2000 years, that was footy before it sort of transition, mm. transitioned into this um, team defence game, this tra- more transition game. Um, you know, forwards getting up and yeah, back. Back then, you, you six fours at hold. You know, you'd really yeah. It was a different game. It was. It was. Um, but the G train was. Uh, did anyone ever shape up to the like? You know how there's always a larrikin and they always shape. Did anyone ever try to take the piss out of him? So and he you, just. Do you remember Stevie Lawrence? Oh man, I'll be I, 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 I feel sorry for not. I, I nah. should. I should know because nah, well, the names that you just remembered that you named before. That's like me footy card era. Like yeah. I would have been. So I was born in '93. Right. So you know, I'm ten to twelve around this era. Yeah, so I'm, okay. you know, that's that's when I'm just loving me football. Right. Yeah. So, so I, was, I should know him. Yeah. Well, he was Stevie was uh, was Brisbane originally, and then and then uh, during that period came down to, to St Kilda. He probably didn't play a heap of games for the Saints. So that mate. I'll, I'll, I'll let you yeah, off. Yeah, let me off. 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 Sorry, Stevie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He wouldn't remember me anyway. But Stevie was like a Stevie was like uh, a mini version of of the G train. Oh, and, right. and used to and and he was a he was a you love playing with him because he is a again as a little eighteen year old he he'd he'd go in a bat for you and he he was um, he was a tough yeah, bugger um, and he but and he was the one that that used to just rib. You know the, the G train a bit. They, they were good mates, you know. But yeah. he, he was the one that the, the, one of the only ones that could give the G train shit. I a reckon. little bit of banter, yeah, and the boys right. would just listen. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So he was great. The other thing, the G used to be we like Morabin back then. God, you go there now, and it's the players are so lucky. It's a magnificent facility now. But back then, it was pretty pretty well as it had been for you know hundred years. They'd done a little bit of stuff to it, and the ground. The only the main thing that mattered really was the the green stuff, and it was in pristine nick. But we do one preseason. We do weights in, um, you know, in a shed out the back. Another one, they they cleared out the old Trevor Barker disco. There was a strobe light on the roof, and and they'd set up the weights in there. So we just just move around a little bit. But one thing, they we had a sauna. We didn't have much, but we had a sauna, and it was the original old sauna. I don't know how old it was. Yeah, right next to the the cubicles. Uh, sorry, the um, you know, the shower the shower yep. block, and then a, and an ice bath as well. And you can, you know, middle of winter, we'd come off the track and the sauna was about a six man, but we'd cram, you know, 12, yeah. 12 or 15 there, obviously. Get in yeah. There, yeah. But when G, when G arrived, he, his spot was the, 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 the sort of the far left corner. He was at the vacate. <laughs> yeah. Or if he was in there first and a young bloke came in, you had, you had to have just, a story for him. Oh, otherwise, really? you, otherwise, you're out. Yeah. So that is hilarious. He used to hold court there as well. But um, I could only I, imagine him on like a mad Monday or like a trip. It'd just be whatever the big G says he, he, goes. He'd be the grand poo bar. Yeah. yeah. But a uh, great, uh, you know, great player. Obviously, 04 kicked 100 goals and, and, uh, uh, yeah, one of those guys who who set the standards on the training track as well. You know, that was one thing. He, he trained really, really hard both out on the track 
And by that stage, he was starting to get, but but his cross training was the other thing that stood out. You know, if he was by that stage, you, 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 the older guys, you might they might be looked after a bit in terms of K's in the legs, but he'd make up for it with with the way you know boxed or yeah um, topped up with gym. Top, or whatever correct, it was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did Barry Hall play with you? Missed him by Missed year, him. so he got he got traded the year before. Okay, um, it, uh, and essentially for the Del Sano pick. Yeah, yep. so that was and what pick? Year. What year was Lenny Hayes again? Lenny was a couple of years older than us, so I reckon he was ninety-eight draft. So he'd yeah. been there, he'd been there for a few years. Yeah, there by the you time go. we got Jeez, there. I'm looking, thinking about the team. It's a, it's a special group. Oh, 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 it's hard to. Oh, I think that yeah, that early oh four five team, um, which you know didn't ultimately get there, fell short and and made two. Pro- uh, it's it's up there with with the most talent on a list that, that that the Saints have had, I think. And and I've heard I've heard, you know, people who know who know more, Berkey and guys like that, talk about that. But um yeah, talent wise. Uh, and and you know, again, we're a, a kick either way of, of and this is again pre expansion club, so that some of those teams, you, you know, they think about the Brisbane team that we that came up against that the port team who got there in the end in you know four? They they were they were just as strong as that Brisbane team. They finished on top of the ladder in a lot of those years that the mm. Lions went on to win it. So um, yeah, it was a it was a really good team, mm. really good yeah, team. Yeah, big names. And then um, Ross the boss arrives uh, end of 06, start of 07. Yeah. 06, start of 07. And your last year at the Saints, just so I can start to paint this picture. But your last year at the Saints was 09. 09. Yeah, so yeah. you only had two years under the boss. Uh, Three, yeah, three, three, sorry, yeah, so I yeah. So I finished. So 06, we get knocked out. We get bundled out um, of the finals uh, first week by Melbourne, and three days later, um, Tomo's out. Tomo sacked, gets sacked. sacked Tomo gets yeah. sacked. Yeah, uh, which was a big shock. Um, you know, for especially for the young guys who hadn't experienced anything like that before. The older guys probably had, but um, like I'd spoken about earlier, he was. A lot of our first coaches and and a lot of the guys, he was like a you know father figure to them and and all that sort of stuff. Um, but that's footy and and mm. you know and, and then you, you sort of got to get on with it. You got to trust, evolves, yeah, it, it does, doesn't it? You got to you got to move on quick and you got to trust that the club's made a decision that's best for the club and um and then so Ross arrived from Sydney, so they just they just won the the that's flag right. he was in 05. A, he was a midfield coach, he was a midfield coach yeah. at Swans flag in 05, pipped by the Eagles, you know that oh the, yeah, you know six, yeah. yeah. So come from a great club and a, and a great system, um, but was probably only young himself looking back mm. now. What's that? And Ross, Ross kind of changed the game, didn't he, with the zone? He would have introduced that type of because he that, Sydney weren't playing like that. No, I, I Sydney seven, played the same could, for thirty years. Yeah, they were. They were very much one on one, weren't they? Yeah, just they still beat play contested now. Yeah, Their do. game plan's very yeah. you know consistent. Clark, a little bit of Clark, a little bit of Hawks oh eight started to bring that. Whatever, what Clarko's cluster, that sort of team defence where yep. um, if you're within 80 metres of the ball, you, you, you you're, sit, you're, dropping, you're dropping into a dropping into a system, right? And and it's you know there's no one um, no one sitting back in um, you know in the, in the in the back 50 as an example. You start they started to really play that, um, and it was successful. So then you know the, the, as as the industry does, the everyone else tries to to uh, to get on board and improve it, and so. Uh, 07, Ross's first year, we didn't have a great year. Just missed out on the finals and there was a bit of an exodus of some of the older players and, and a bit of a shifting of the list. And then 08 uh, was that Hawthorne year and 
we started to climb back up there, made the prelim, and Hawks, Hawks beat us in the prelim, which is Robert Harvey's last game. Mm. Um, and I was actually injured, so I missed his last game. Just on Harvey, but while we stayed yeah. in 2008, he used to lean over and we and Ross that? used to hate this. We yeah. I remember because um, obviously Harvey used to do it, so yeah. we thought maybe we'd get away. But he used to hate blokes that put their hands on their hips. He'd literally go righto suicide. So we'd you know when you're absolutely gassed, gassed yeah. and you do that naturally. Yeah. But then I think a few years later, when I was when I was playing anyway, there was a study that came out that said when you bend over, you actually open up your lungs and it gets more air right, in. Okay. So it's actually a scientific thing that if you do that, it actually helps you get your bloody get more air in and get whatever out. It was a it was a f- fascinating article anyway. Yeah. But he used to hate that. But Robert Harvey used to do that all that the a, time. That was a trademark. He'd get gassed and then he'd go again. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Did you guys? Did he? Did he ever say anything about putting your hands on your hips back then? Oh, I can't remember. I, I reckon. Oh, I, I mean, maybe, maybe if it was good enough for halves, or maybe it was only maybe only, only good enough for halves. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the other one, I, that's an interesting point. The other one I remember was Cousins, right? Who was the other? You know, Ben. Who was the other? Um, uh, I guess poster boy for that gut running piece too. I reckon Cuz used to do the. He was that one, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. He was probably thinking the open up the lungs that way. Yeah, and then he'd I, go again, go again. But, but anyway, but Harves was, yeah. was amazing. Yeah, he was a, just a, a remarkable player. Just never satisfied. Um, always trying to improve, even at you know mid to late thirties. Three hundred eighty three games. Just a a magnificent uh, player and, and person, and he's back at the club now, which is which is great. Chasing that. That um, elusive premiership that we mm. unfortunately wasn't able to get as a player, but uh, another one of the you know fantastic role models for, and we all we all just um, yeah we always loved him. I remember the 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 mad. So unfortunately lost that prelim, but the Hawks you know Hawks were up and going and, and went on to win it obviously in 08. And the the mad Monday was dedicated to halves, come dressed as you know Robert Harvey, so they were. Um, you know, Lego style wigs and 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 he had a pretty average dress sense to be honest, Harv. So <laughs> and then and then we actually, uh, I reckon we went to Thailand that year, not as a not as an official yeah the uh, unofficial footy uh, trip unofficial footy trip and, and Harv's and we were obviously desperate for him to get over there and by this stage he's got he's married with three young kids and all that sort of stuff and so we go for a week and and. Unfortunately, Harves can't make it. Well, about halfway through the week, he has it, we has look it. around and Harves is lobbed for two oh, nights. That is, for two that, nights. That is special. To, to co, you know, Koh Samui, there's Harves for two nights. Well, you can imagine the boy who, who, who recovering probably just gave us a big lift. You and, need that spark after three days. He's all would have been ready to go home. Then in comes the king. Yeah, yeah, there he is. So That's uh, awesome. So we found something for those two nights. And it was he literally was there for 48 hours and then flew home again. So what a, <laughs> what a perfect way what to a do cameo. it. What a cameo. That's yeah. right. Yeah, back get in and, and get out. Let <laughs> the boys, right. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that so, is nah, awesome. he was, yeah, he, he was a marvel. Yeah. So many special players um, when, you, when we could sit here all day. Yeah. Uh, so 2008. Um, we're getting into it. Ross comes in, different game plan. Um, did you ever feel like you, you know, you're out of favour? Like, was it starting to? Because we know it's a different game plan as a different type of um, player. He was, you know. he was your first. Did you yeah, get drafted? I only added Ross. Yeah. Was he, what year did you get drafted? His first year at Freo. So yeah, I was so 2011. Was your first year. Yeah. yeah so so you I, only- I had him when he. When Mark, remember when Mark Harvey, Harvey yeah, yeah. he was, yeah, he was removed, right. and then Ross came in, and they had the same manager, and there's all this drama. Yeah, it? and then. Ross come in and it was a completely um, – and you listen to Mark Pav and that. They reckon um, Ross is the best thing that's ever happened yeah, to the okay. club. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I've only ever had Ross yep. and then when I was at the Giants, I didn't – I had Leon Cameron but I was right. injured. So, 
I hardly got to experience what it was like playing and yeah. you know being coached. But right. um, yeah, so I can relate to uh, Ross coming in and changing everything. And yeah. I don't know, was he big on the skin folds and three K yeah, back yeah, then as standards. well? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. so um, I'd finished those six. Uh, really sort of laboring with, you know, I, I sort of struggled on and off with, with OP through those sort of early years. And I finished 06 really laboring with that. Um, so my first, his first year, I, I, I was still struggling through that a bit. Um, and that was his first year. And then 08, you know, after with a year under his belt, yeah, he really started to, to, to heavily drive standards and implement that, that game style, which um, we'd seen be successful. Um, with a view to, to uh, mirror, but then imp- you know, improve it and take it to another level, and you saw that from 08 to 09, obviously um, with that that Saints list, which had a lot of guys coming to their prime, you know, Rewalt and Hayes and, and Goddard and these sort of types, and then a few others that had come from other clubs. Um, but my you know, my sort of personally through that period, I, I sort of had to go through a bit of a period of of just. Um, Almost sort of rediscovering how to train and stuff, and 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 he was great. From you know, he was hard. He was hard on me, and and, and but looking back, he um, fair enough because the, the the standards of the team were were um, were really lifting, and I'd sort of through that period really um, detrained in a sense where I just forgot. You know, looking back now, almost forgotten how to 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 really push and get and get the best out of myself because every time I did, I felt like I was going to break down again. Yeah, gotcha. Because it's quite it is quite a debilitating thing. Um, and so 08, you know, 07 was an ordinary year for me personally. It was a bit of a bit of a write off of a year. And then 08, I think I'd finally sort of bitten the bullet, had some surgery, and and um, and, and started to come good again a bit. And then had a really bad hamstring injury at the end of 08, which which ruled me. Well, I missed the last sort of ten or so weeks, including the finals. Uh, but yeah, he 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 was, he, he was um, a really strong driver of standards as you as you experienced. Um, which you know the 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 way footy was was well the time that footy was moving into it really demanded that. And the way that we wanted to play really demanded that through that period. So um, and then 09, you know we we. Um, we we sort of took all before us to to a point. I think we were nineteen and nineteen and oh. And um I reckon really Essendon bet you that year. Yeah, they did. Because yeah. I was an Essendon fan. I remember right. going I remember watching going, they, How good's this? Because yeah. you guys had won so many and I couldn't believe they beat you. Well, it was funny, I remember what happened. We we was it Eddie it was it, I think it was, was called it Eddie, Eddie had at the time, we, Marvel the, the now. The week before we went down to Tassie uh, to play the Hawks. And so we're eighteen, seven out of eighteen and oh. So, you know, knew we were gonna be top two at least, um, and he rested six or seven like of the best. He rested Rewalt, all that, and cop flack for it. Anyway, we went down there and beat the Hawks pretty well. Everyone that came to beat, and then the week after, all those blokes came back in, and we got beaten by Essendon, who I don't think were going that great at the time no. either. So, um, anyway, yeah, we so us and Geelong were the two, you know, really great teams that year, obviously. Um, and, and yeah, so, I, but from my point of view, I, um, you know, it was a really strong team, healthy list, no injuries and guys come in and were playing really strong roles as part of that system. And I started to, um, you know, I, I'd sort of lo- lost the, lost my, even without, even with, not, not consciously, but, um, I would, I sort of started to fall, my role in the team was starting to, starting to be sort of 
um, supplanted with the likes of Clinton Jones and the tag. Uh, yeah, Minnie yeah. McQuilter, Rob Eddy, these sort of guys. These really, you know, good role strong players. role players. That's right. And, and got squeezed out of the midfield a bit. And you think about you know, Hayes, Del Sano, and these sort of times. Um, because the standards were so high. So, you know, I found myself found myself out of the team, and this is a team that's taking all before it, so really hard to get back in. Um, played, I reckon, six six or seven weeks of, of VFL footy. Uh, was that only- hard? Because, you know, like, you know, St. Kilda, as any footy fan, like, and I'm, and I'm one of them, I want to see, te- like, teams like St. Kilda, we just saw the dogs a few years ago. Yeah. Any team with a drought, Fremantle, yeah. having one one Giants, Suns, all these teams, there's nothing more special than watching a team that's grinded for years and then seeing all the supporters, you know, with the happy tears when they win a flag. Yeah, so great. Saints were one of those ones where everyone was like, you know, we want Saints to win because they haven't won one for ages. So then when you're nearly there and you're not getting a game and you've done all that heavy lifting from when you're a 17-year-old, how hard was that? Yeah, it was It was, It was. was a challenge, um, but it's balanced out by, you know, you used to want the best for the team as well. You know, you, you, so you, you're on this ride, the team's on, you're right, the excitement was starting to build, um, but, you, yeah, you're you, – you got the fight of your life to, to get back into the team. But, um, and, you know, the public side of it is a challenge as well because, you know, you, you've, you've been a high draft pick and there's an expectation that you're at list level. And the reality was my, my confidence was just shot at that time. So had to go back and try and find some, you know. Mm. And um, the challenge is not to, not to, um, start to believe that you've, that you've lost your ability and lost your talent. You know, that, that's, we know that's not the case. You just got to, sort of work your way back into the team. And yeah, there were there were weeks there where I thought, I'm, I'm you know, I'm in trouble. I'm 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 here down here for the rest of the year. This is, you know, this is my lot now. And um and, you know, they 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 supported me through it though. You know, they they said, well, you know, you, you we're gonna you're gonna have to train extra hard to to get back into the team. And I did and, and finally got back in right on right on the eve of the finals. I can't remember whether it was an injury or whatever it was, but but got back in on the eve of the finals. What was the knock like? You know, there's always a knock on your game. What yeah. was it that used to? What was it? Well, it was it was, it was my ability to be able to, to sort of join in with that team defence. You know, yep. I think my game I was always you know one on one. Yeah, I hadn't lost the ability to hunt and and and, and tackle and pressure and 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 um, you know be strong in the contest. But then when the you know when that transition game, as you know, where yeah. you've got to really sort of when they've got f- it, you've got it. When yeah. they're about to get it, yeah. when you're about to get yeah. it, like all these right. decisions you've got to go yeah, through. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it, it wasn't. It was. It was just a little thing, um, but it was a big thing in terms of the way the team was playing. So um, you had to go back and and uh, and sort of um, you know, work my way in through the ability to be able to do that and show that uh, both on the training track. Because again, the, the team came kept winning, so it was you know. It was yeah, hard that's to, the hardest part, isn't it? You, they don't. It was, it's yeah. almost like you can do as much as you want at the seconds, yep. but it doesn't really count until team train comes on the Thursday and you do one or yep. two good things, yeah, yeah. and the coaches go, "Maybe he's ready." You yeah, know, or, and, or, or, or at times it might be just you need an injury, or you know, you need, you need a somewhere. I mean, yeah. you look now. I, I, um, who was I looking at the other day? There's a few in that boat at the moment. I reckon. Well, Daniel Rich at Brisbane, at Brisbane, you know, for all. You know, High drug, great player, best and fairest with potentially. Jonas, like he's the Tom Port Jonas. Adelaide captain yep. and yep. he's kind of getting squeezed out and even he's come out and said, I'm done, but yeah. Yeah. I'll trust Kenny to pick me or not. I'll do the best thing for the team. And, you and, think, and that has to be the attitude. And it, it was, and see, yeah. 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 And, and from a club point of view, it's a good position to be in because mm. you do need you need that pressure and, and um, you know, I'm sure me being out of the team would have kept those young guys that were in the team 
thinking that I've got to keep performing here to play my role. Because it pushes them up, yeah. That's right. Um, so that integrity of selection is, is, is what you need, is what great teams always have. Mm. Um, but when you're the one on the outside looking in, it's, it is a challenge. It's a, it's a, and you're right, you need to have a great, um, you need to be a great character because if you go on off and you're carrying, not that, not many, yeah, but if yeah. you see a sulker, everyone goes, and that's when it creates that, a good culture just does, that doesn't happen, right. but you that's can right. see why the teams that don't make it, they have those kind of blokes on the fringe yeah. that just go, oh, this is bullshit, I should be playing, and then all of a sudden that pressure does be released. And yeah, well, it's a deal. It's a, you know, you can, you can, you've always got a choice how you respond to something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, even whether you agree with it or not, or you, just you, it's being, you, can, you can always choose wrong. how you respond. Exactly right. Um, and how you do that, um, others will see, won't they, and, and, and respond either way to that. So um, – that was a choice that I had at the time. So you get in 09 and, uh, yeah, just talk me through that patch before we get to uh, the the off-season. Yeah, well, it's, 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 not, um, it's not something that, that, uh, that, that Saints people tend to, tend to like to reflect on too much because it, it was obviously a, a heartbreaking um, uh, end to that, to that season. I, you know, we were the best team all year. Um, but not the best team on, on the day. And, and Geelong were a great team themselves. You know, they'd come off the heartbreak of the year before where they were the best team mm. but weren't the best team uh, when it mattered. So two um, strong forces met and uh, in the end it was it was a, you know, a moment here or there and potentially didn't take our chances here or there. And, and they ended up in front uh, when the siren went. So, um, yeah, I just remember – I just remember – Oh, you know, I think I remember um, realizing in that last minute uh, of play that that we were going to fall short, and and because um, you're thinking about not just you and the team, obviously, but the, the club and the supporters who who um, who are who are waiting, as you said, for that that uh, that drought breaking moment that uh, we're going to have to wait another year. So heartbreaking stuff. Um, you know, great experience to be able to play in those sort of games, but unfortunately, if you're not on the right side of it, it's it's a it's a bad memory. How do you like? What were the immediate like? What was your memory now, looking back? Like, and what's the things that stand out from the end of that game? Because you obviously go on, and this for you individually, it does get um, it does get sweeter. But in that memory, there, like, what was the what's, what's your first thoughts? Yeah, just Davis. That, that, that that's it, really. Just yep. yeah, just oh god, we, we you know that. Been through so much that year and worked so hard to, to be in that position, um, as had they. So there were never any guarantees, and we knew they were a great team as well. Um, but felt like, you know, we felt like this this is an opportunity lost, and and you, you're back to square one to start again mm. to you know to to start the campaign again. So how long did it take you to get over it? Oh gosh, um, well you can argue that you never you never are yeah. oh, yeah, regardless of what happened. Then on, and I've heard, I've heard Cameron Ling talk about the fact that they he won three, but <laughs> the, the, one, the, the, the one they lost keeps him up at night. Well, we're on the same, yeah. <laughs> it's um, crazy, isn't it? That is, yeah. That's just the nature of of uh, of, of elite sport, isn't it? Yeah. But, you, but but you're better off for putting yourself in those positions, than oh, not, yeah. even if you even if they're heartbreakers. Um, so, you know, I guess the the quest is still on, isn't it? And and um, those. Saints fans and other and other supporters, I think, who who have the Saints as their second team, who, who love to see that. Let's not skip over this because I have done a little bit of research, and this is where it all kind of kicks off here. But um, I, I don't like doing too much research. I like to go natural like this. I right. like to, you know, that's why sometimes I'll ask a few more questions because if you do all the research, then you know the answers. Okay. Um, yeah, right. But I did do a little bit of research around this game, and this is where individually I reckon you're starting to probably ask a few questions because – 
My mail says Norm Smith type of form, first <laughs> half, first half, trending, second half in that granny, not a lot of game time. Is that correct? Well, I think, yeah, the, the numbers show that. Oh, it's funny. I, 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 know this, I know this gets spoken about a lot. Um, the, the, yeah, the, the way the team was playing that second half of the year, it, it, this, was, um, this was really just a, a uh, I guess, a, a continuation of, of, of that. And, um, yeah, I, I, was, I felt like I was in the game the first half. You know, it was, a, it was an ordinary day, the ball's on the ground Wet a lot. Day, yeah, kind of yeah that's right, yeah. But, but also, um, you know, my, my sort of role – at that time, was was to be almost like part of the relief midfield team. So, um, were you shocked though? On the like, if you think about the second half, were you like, I need to get more nah, game? No, nah, well, it just it's just time, natural. No. Yeah, yep. at the time, sorry, I didn't articulate that very well. But at the time, it was you, you, you know you, you're not you're enthralled in the, you're engrossed in the game, and yep. um, you know that you know your time's going to come on to to get on the ground, and you've you've got to try and you know have a crack while you're out there. So, um, I wasn't aware of of that. When were you aware? Of, like, were you aware of it after the game? Uh, probably, you know, like with family, in, or probably friends in saying, the aftermath. Oh, yeah. no, I don't. I don't even think it was about that. It was. It was just Shack, the yeah. consolation was just yeah. around. Oh, yeah. you know, that the missed opportunity and, yeah. and the devastation around that. So, um, oh, yeah, I don't think I was sort of aware of it until. And then, then you know, post grand final, everything happens pretty quick. You know, the week after is well, you lose a few people, get delisted. Yeah, and they, that's they're right. Ready for next year, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the the planning for next year starts straight away, so you, you don't have too much time to to wallow um, or or even celebrate. If you do. This is where it gets juicy, um, and I'm sure you've been asked this a thousand times, but you're going to get asked again here. And as I said, I'm going to probably ask a few curly ones. But um, as we know, Paul Connors, who uh, managed both of us. Um, uh, this is where it's an interesting period, and 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 and, and a, you know, for people listening, I need to get this information right. And that's why I've got my phone out mm-hmm. right now because back then um, there wasn't a restricted free agent period. Which now, looking back, you would have been in at this point, yep. being eight years in. Yeah. Um, and I believe that you were the, one of the first to put yourself through the national draft. Because if you went to the preseason draft, you would have been selected by Melbourne um, or one of those clubs, but you really wanted to go to the Pies, I think. Um, but there's there's an interesting moment at AFL House, and I want you to talk to us about the uh, you trying to avoid the media and, and, <laughs> and entering the AFL House via the kitchen and having a few words um, to, to your coach and your recruiters and well, whatnot. So the timeline was, so the grand final, we lose that, you know, we commiserate over the next couple of days, and then... Trade week starts the next week, of course. So you're right, no free agency at the time. So, you know, everything could have been a lot easier if free agency was in. I think it may be, I don't know, when it, when it arrived, but end of 09 wasn't, wasn't an option. So um, you're right, I would have been a uh, either restricted. restricted free agent. Yeah, so it just could have. You could have went anywhere. Yeah, that's right. So the only. Uh, you're out av- of contract, by the way. I was out of contract, yeah. Yes. So the only avenue. To move, well, the avenue to move was through a trade, yeah. So, and I had to, you know, I think everyone when they start um, has designs on being a one club player and, and all that sort of stuff. And I had, we've spoken about, you know, how fond I was of my time at the Saints. But I think you know, people around me, including Paul, who who you know, was my manager and knew me really well, could probably see that um, where I was at my headspace and from a footy point of view. A fresh start wouldn't be the worst thing, you know, and and um, at least exploring that 
would, would be a good idea, would be a good move, mid-20s. So first avenue was was via a trade. So that, you know, two weeks of trade period. So that that was um, – and you, 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 you're you putting your um, – your trust and uh, uh, your faith in the hands of your manager to to, to facilitate that for you. So, um, I think uh, Collingwood were, were one of the ones who showed a bit of interest, and maybe one or two others. But um, you know, however that happened, we'd we'd sort of set on Collingwood being the, the preferred destination. But for the trade still has to be facilitated. So, gets the fast gets the last day. I think what you talk gets the last day of trade week. Two o'clock deadline, or wherever it is, and nothing's been done. And um, I think it was Paul's idea to, to probably say, "You might have to come in here, mate, because yeah, this is all happening at Eddie Had the AFL House, Eddie Had Stadium. I'm I'm not there. I'm sitting at home. The clubs are all in there together with the managers." As a last sort of hurrah effort, Paul says, "Well, can you come in and and sort of almost not plead your case, but almost see if you in person can talk through it and 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 maybe." Uh, make that last sort of domino fall. Um, so I go in and he says, drive underneath so you don't have to walk in through all the cameras at the headquarters. So I drive underneath and I think, what's going on here? And there's a back door. So you go through the kitchen up and up to where, you know, each club's in a in a room. And it's weird because so I'm, I go and sit in the Collingwood room. You know, th- at that stage, I'm technically still a St Kilda player. Yeah. But I go and sit in the Collingwood room with Mick Malthouse and Jeff Walsh and Derek Hine, their recruiting manager, three doors down from the Saints room. And I saw, yeah, you know, how are you going, guys? And, you know, hopefully this can can get through. And then Paul's in, you know, talking to the Saints guys, probably talking about, I don't know, maybe a draft pick or here or there anyway. So then I go in there and, um, you know, these are my coaches and my coaching staff and I'm, I'm sort of talking about, Going somewhere else—it it was really weird. It was, you know, yeah. it, was, it was a bit sort of unsettling to be honest. It, it was a wasn't a great experience. I mean, yeah, perfectly you, honest. Yeah, because the pressure's on, the clock's ticking. Um, long story short, and I remember walking past, the, going down the hallway and walking past Sean Burgoyne, who'd got his wish. Yeah. So he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's, smiling like a, he's smiling like a Cheshire cat with his Hawthorne <laughs> jumper on, and, and I'm still in limbo a bit. So anyway, the the bell goes at two o'clock and nothing's been done. So. I leave AFL House and and Paul go, you'll be right, go home. And, and I'm driving home and you know, listening to trade radios and saying it hasn't been done and, and they're talking about it. I'm thinking, what am I now? Am I, am I you know, I'm, mm. I'm, 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 am I out of a job? I've got. So that wasn't a um, that wasn't an idea. So then the next part of the timeline is well, the only other option is to go through um, well, the other two options are the national draft or the preseason draft. So again, but but that doesn't. So this is October, and that that's not until November. mid to late November. Yeah. So what am I doing in in that time? Um, so you know that that was a sort of a period of limbo a little bit. Um, Just on I, the when you were chatting to the St Kilda's coaching yeah. panel and recruiting yeah. panel. Um, what what was your case? You know, like because oh, you're in business now. You know how was, how was your pitch? Did you pitch well? Well, I wouldn't have. No like, way. I wouldn't have time. How'd you no, go? I wouldn't have the time. Well, because I would have. You know, I'm looking at the. What was your uh, What was your pitch? Just oh let me go. God. Well, yeah. Uh, again, I would have relied more on Connors to do the talking because that's you know you just thought rock up and painting for. Just, yeah. yeah uh, please let me go. Well, I think the point would have been, you know, maybe the deal wouldn't have been getting done because 
they the Saints would have been happy with what was being offered. I think I'm assuming, obviously. But um, looking forward, they ended up getting nothing. Yeah, which I didn't want. Clear, you know, I, I, yeah. I was really conscious of that. And so fast forward again, you know, after that went through, part of me was like, oh well, we had a, had a look, didn't happen. I'll go back to the Saints tail between my legs a little bit, but we'll get on with it. But um, so part of it would have been, you know, guys, you don't really rate me. You know, maybe the fact that I was a number two draft pick, that's not relevant now. You know, you sort of on a fringe, you know, technically I'm a fringe player at the moment, um, so you can't be asking too much. Mm. That would have been the conversation. So I you think. think maybe they were asking too much of other clubs and other clubs weren't willing to give that up? to get what they, you know, yeah, something like that. They yeah. just couldn't negotiate Correct. Yeah, that, that would have been it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And, and I don't blame St Kilda for doing that either. You know, because yeah. funny, they play hardball to the last two hours. So, yeah, Normally they well, go, oh, usually, look, usually yeah. something happens. Yeah. And again, with, with other leavers these days, I, I reckon I would have had more luck. Well, know? there's no future picks. There's another thing Paul mentioned. So mentioned, Correct. he said that, make sure you, back then you couldn't trade futures. Correct. So you're stuck. If you don't have picks, you're yeah. really stuck. And, and that's I what I reckon the Saints would have wanted a player. And, and if I'm them, I would have too because they're in premiership mode. So mm-hmm. they would have wanted a player, not just a pick, who who could potentially help them either fill a need, you know, the year after that as well. So um, anyway, it didn't get done. So we have this sort of period of, of limbo where Paul says, you know, leave it with me. And, and, and it results in um, – and again, because it happened so quickly after I played in a lost grand, losing grand final with these guys, they'd all gone to Vegas for a trip, the Saints boys, which I was going to go on, but you know, because of this, Paul said, No, well, you can't do that, mate. We need you here. So so I missed that. So they're all over there. Um, you know, I'm in limbo a bit. What should I do now? Should I just scrap that idea and go back tail between my legs? Do they want me back still? Not sure. So there was this sort of period of that, um, you know. I remember, I remember Paul organising me a, you know, personal trainer because, you know, from October thirty, I'm technically unemployed. I'm out of contact. I remember going and training with the old Zavs, you know, and and then thinking, oh, stuff it, maybe I'll just just get on with my life and play with these blokes for a bit of fun. You know, there, there was that as well. Anyway, um, we get to the national draft and. You can nominate yourself and, and, a, and a price tag and a contract. You can. Oh, yeah. right. An 18-year-old can do that. Probably not a great idea, is it? But yeah. you, can, you can do that. And then clubs have to work out whether they can fit you in, all that sort of stuff. So, Gotcha. Um, but you're right, yeah. And by that stage, to be honest, I, you know, my, I wouldn't say this to Paul. He was like, leave with me. I was happy to go anywhere and just and just get on with it. I, you know, I didn't like being um, the centre of attention from that point of view, or, and I just wanted to, to – um, yeah, a, well, ultimate team man. You're, you're a skipper of well, Saints. Like you, you not you don't want to be in the press for no, these type of reasons. Yeah, and and but yeah, and you just don't like the uncertainty. It was like right, let's if we if we go there, let's get on with it. And and, and um, anyway, yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a nervous, nervous. So uh, draft night, mate. So where, draft, where are you? Yeah, where are you watching? Well, I'm, I'm just at home. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I'm, what am I? 25, 20, Yeah, it was. But it felt like, and I, I'm at home with my. Future brother-in-law Matt McGuire, yes, who's, who's, who gets delisted in 09 as well, oh. and, and is hoping to get a second chance. Brizzy, yeah, that's right. So I get called out at thirty, pick thirty. Um, so you're pretty early. That's second start of the second, second round, round, end of the first. Yeah, second round. Yeah. yeah. So there's the relief that comes from that. And then we're sitting around listening to the rest of it, waiting to see if. And, and he had a little bit of interest. Um, and then I reckon it was the last pick of the draft, ninety or ninety-one, Matt McGuire to Brisbane. So. 
it was funny. It was like we were 17 again. A great day. Yeah. That's a great right. day at the yeah. office. Although, yeah, he, so he was, he was, he was um, with my sister and, um, you know, the realisation that they were going to have to relocate probably set in as well. But anyway, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an interesting night. Uh, and I remember going straight to, to a pub to meet, um, Gary Pert and, and probably Eddie and a few others, and and then the next day I was on a plane to Arizona because that's right they were all they were already over doing a altitude camp, they, they were a week into that, so the next day I was on Straight a plane on over to Arizona. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fascinating story. There's so much to talk about, you know, <laughs> um, and the way you broke it down was perfect. So yeah, you just straight and then okay. So this is what people don't realize when you're playing. But the external noise, can you remember any of it? Like, was it was it hard on the fam? Was it was there a it fair It was harder on the fam. Yeah, yeah it was. Which, which is what affects athletes is when their loved ones are calling them saying, oh, this is tough. And you're going, yeah. oh, I didn't I didn't want this. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it to bear. But, but and, and, you know, I was, I was very fortunate, close family and, 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 and plenty of support. But there were times through that period where, where it hit me and dawned on me. But this is, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, going through a bit of a challenging time at the moment. But- it, it was it was uh, wearing on um, mum and dad in particular uh, a lot lot harder than than I'd realised and I'd uh, you know I'd considered so um, you know when that when it finally when it finally happened it was you know it was okay it's done now we got to we got to and even that was tough because you you know it was still yeah. even those first couple of months at Collingwood you still you still sort of you got that that sort of lingering you know you got the um, ex Saints team who we were close with and all that sort of stuff. But you know, I remember getting some, you know, good advice that the decision's made, you gotta you gotta look you gotta get on with it now. You know, you gotta you gotta full steam ahead. And it happens all the time, but I'd imagine when it is you, you just take yeah. it so um well, it's so, hard to take the emotion. Yeah, because yeah, you've got the relationships. Yeah. It might feel like, you know, you definitely, as I said, you always, everyone has the one club player in their <laughs> yeah. mind. Am I letting people down? Yeah, exactly. But you're not. You've got to get on with your career yeah, and never see there's right. good things around the corner. Yeah. It's easier for blokes like Paul to make the decision because they're not, it's not their, you know, not their heart inside. They're just yeah. seeing it from afar going, trust me, mate, this is the right call. Yeah, the right business decision. Yeah, yeah business But there decision. is always emotion attached yeah. to it. Yeah, that's right. Um, did you get to say goodbye to your teammates or was it kind of like, well, and I, that's one of my, yeah, not, um, I remember uh, the BNF might must have been well, it would have been the week leading up to trade week. I remember sitting on a table with you know, say Joey Dell and maybe one or two others, and having a conversation along the lines of, "I think I've got to go, guys. I think I'm, you know, I think I need to go elsewhere." And they were, you know, they were they were fine, they were great about it, but I didn't get the opportunity to stand up in front of the whole team or. Even that um, night, and say, I think, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You didn't know. No, I didn't. I didn't know, and um, yeah, I, I wasn't, you know, clear in my head as to why. So I didn't. And then yeah, they all went away, and and even during that period, you know, I had individual sort of probably texts and calls with a few, but no, I didn't get to didn't get to to. Um, there had been eight, you know, eight good years, and we'd had or eight great years, and we'd had had some you know great times together. Um, I didn't get the opportunity. You know, it's one thing I wish I had have been able to find a way to do that, mm. to be able to have the conversation because they they might have liked, they might have liked it or agreed with it, but at least they would have heard from my yeah. perspective rather than 
bit of media. Bit of yeah, papers bit, or yeah, whatever it was. Right. Yeah, 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 other people. You know, you know, yeah. leaving for, there was a bit of leaving for money, which was just nonsense. Yeah, you can't, you know, you can't stamp it because it's there. They've got all the, uh, I guess, the eyeballs, the platforms to just yeah. put out some, you know, n- some kind of narrative, and then you got to everyone runs with it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and it was never about that. You know, I think those that know me knew that it wasn't about that. But yeah. but it's a nice. It's a nice narrative, isn't it? So, yeah. Well, um, people run with it. As yeah. I said, the cricket club, they'll be, oh, mate, what about Bali? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave it for no. But, yeah. Uh, so that was the one thing that, you know, that, uh, that didn't, that I regretted a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get into the, let's just go straight to the grand final, I reckon. You play, you know, you, yep. you, um, you, that year's, as you said, there's a lot of emotion and a lot of, um, chaos at the end of 09 and then, you know, 2010. And, uh, you're playing against your former team in the grand final. Like, how 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 were you that week? Yeah, not ideal. Yeah. It's just a weird scenario, it was, isn't it? Yeah, it like was. you could do a doco on you, mate. Like, well, you, you, no, you, you actually could. No, no, you would not sure, say. Not sure doco I, really. I, like, well, I think I read, and really. I'm going to get it up because I I think <laughs> you were one of the first players ever to play in four grand finals in a row. I, yeah, that, that's the stat, isn't it? Because of the draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're okay. the first player ever. I think ever to play in four in a row. Well, I think the one that one in particular around. I'm not sure whether anyone had played GF one year, and then GF the next year against that team, against the old team. Yeah. I'm not sure that had happened, uh, and I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't wish it. Not that. And not only did they give you, they didn't give it to you once. They gave it to you twice. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, that's right. Exactly. It's crazy, exactly, isn't it? Yeah. So that. Yeah. So let's talk about the draw, like the lead up and then the game. Um, and you didn't well, have the best day. No, I had a shocking you? day. Well, the lead up, so I, I I sort of tweak. I had this weird. So we played Geelong in a prelim, and re, I don't know if you remember that game. Can you no, just help me out again? We 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 we're eighty points up at half. We just we're oh, just right. on. We just hammer them. Yep. It's a Friday night. How good? Uh, and that's the la- that's the most that's the most memorable game I think almost even including the GS that I played in. Just the the noise because you know ninety eight there whatever oh, it was. The pies and was by their the grass. Yeah. And the game was, we were seven to one at quarter time, 50, you know, 12 goals up half time. But just before half time, I, I had this, and I remember being a really warm night, but um, I had this horrific hamstring cramp spasm, like shocker, which is like before half time weird. Um, I can't get rid of it. So what my night's done, prelim final, I'm done at half time. Um, I've got ice in my hamstring. And I was confident, I'd never really done a hamstring before, like a genuine hamstring. So it felt like a cramp, but then yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm like, shit, I might be in trouble here. An early cramp is the sign of a little tiny yeah, nick, isn't it? Yeah. So, so we, you know, we, the second half was a bit of a fizzer and, and we start to manage a bit because we, we were going to win. But um, I spent the first, I spent that weekend and, and Monday um, out at Coburg in the hyperbaric chamber. I don't know. Do you, you ever go out there? Oh, I used to do Colder Cannons was based at Coburg. You know that, that room no, was, like, I, was like it was small than this. And it was no, like I don't a, remember there being like that little chamber. In this, yeah. In shocker. yeah, I would have been there that year for Colder at actual Coburg's footy oval. No, not the footy oval. No, no, no. It, was, it was a medical centre. Oh, yeah, it was like sorry. a medical yeah, centre. Right. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, I never right. went to one of them. So you're in there with others who who are trying to recover from debilitating injuries and, and you're diseases. in there all week yeah. just for the hammy I was in there at the start of the week how many hours are you in there a day oh you're in there for I reckon you're in there for a couple of hours you yeah, know trying right. to get that 1% yep. improvement in that short period of time um, and so I didn't have a normal week and they throw on top of that you know the parade and I'm playing against my old team anyway oh, wow. it's, it's if you sit down with a sports psych and say how, how should I not prepare for a grand final I mean I'll tick most of the boxes that week you know and 
Um, even the parade wasn't a comfortable experience, you know, where it's sitting at the, the back of the car and I'm still oh. getting abused from state supporters on that side of the yes. – anyway, and I'm getting the cold – you know, I'm getting the, the – um, Such a nice silent treatment. Well, like silent, <laughs> silent treatment. Well, no, but it's, it's, it's sheep stations. I'm getting the silent treatment from the, the Saints boys, obviously. And um, Anyway, and, and played a quarter. I had, you know, had, a, had a shocker. Really, really was a non-contributor that day um, and finished up. You know, finished up on on the bench that last five minutes, and you know, Hammy okay. Hammy was okay. Were you yeah. sprinting? Well, I, I, I just wasn't hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Um. Oh, you know, I was fit to play, obviously, yeah, but yeah, it just, yeah. I just, but was was much the mental. Yeah. You know, like, just, or, yeah. 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 I just was tight. Yeah, I know exactly like, how you feel. No good. You know, again, not how you want to be. Um. And so, yeah. And I'm, in the last five minutes, I'm, I'm on the bench. I'm helping. I'm watching it play out. Goddard's yeah, mark, yeah. Goddard's mark. Well, I'm involved in that bit of play. And I reckon that was my last bit of play on the day. What so do you remember I, from that play? I'm sliding him down. I, I, I'm just thinking the ball's coming in. I'm in trouble here. And he's, you know, he takes one of the marks of the century in, in a grand final. And I reckon that was the end of me for the day. I, I come off after he kicks that to put him back in front from memory. And then, um, you know, Cloak kicks the goal. And then it's just, you know, it's up and back, up and back, and, and it's hard to watch, you know, from oh. the bench. And, and I'm starting to play out the, the either scenario in my head, you know, and then the third scenario, the draw, comes in and it comes into play, obviously. Immediate reaction to the sign. I'd processed it. You know, I'd like, I'm like, scores a level, okay, this is going to be a draw. I reckon we've got out of jail maybe here in terms of momentum and stuff. Um, we're going to come back next week, and and personally, that's a win because I don't want this to be, you know, my memory of twenty ten. Um, and as a team, I reckon we're it will be in better shape coming back the next week. So, um, so I process it where, whereas you see the confusion and all that fr- from others out there. Uh, that's that intelligence. Well, that's that ninety eight. No, well, that's that's more, that's that's more <laughs> just me sitting on the bench, going, you know. I've got to, so I've got to think about something here. So I'm thinking if we lose, yeah, you know, the, the 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 back of the sun the next day is going to be this, you know, the, the yeah. Saints and maybe a little inset on page two of me crying in the dugout. Um, or if we win, you know, I still, you know, euphoria around that, but um, you know, it wasn't a great person anyway. So we, um, it slowly obviously comes to light what we have to do and, and we go back to the rooms I don't know if everyone's told you the rooms are flooded for whatever reason the, the sewage bubbling up through <laughs> through the, the drains of, of the locker rooms stank um, we had the fortune of having the home base across the road so we literally picked up backpacks still in our kit runners on back to the Westpac Centre or the whole whatever it was called then um, and straight into recovery and and then the other part of it was the leaders needed to make a decision around was you obviously have the function. I've that heard about night. this, yeah. Yeah, so we had a 1,000 people booked to go to Crown. Win, lose, or draw. Uh, win, win, or lose. Um, do we do that or do we knock it on the head and go home to bed and start thinking about next week? Anyway, the decision was made. No, it's all set up. You know, it's all, let's go. It's going to be a different um, function, obviously, but we're going to go. Um, so we go back to our recovery and then, and then head into – into Crown, and obviously no one really wanted to be there. But as the night sort of started to go on, and Eddie got up and spoke, spoke really well. Um, you know, the message was it's half time, scores are level. Yeah, you know, we'll yep. come back next week for the second half. And um, was the room kind of 
just a chilled room. Like it was yeah, like yeah. a like a you know like the season openers. Yeah. It's a couple of drinks. Yeah, everyone right. goes yeah. to work. It might not have ever been drinking. It was like, like yeah, not yeah. even drinking. Yeah, just kind of like well, others might have been because you had family, you had tables. Yeah, there. more of an exclusive insight to what the message is from exactly. Eddie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then go home and That's do it again right. next yeah, week. It certainly wasn't a late night. So uh, potentially that set the tone for the week, and then and then the next week was a, just a, a lot more of a normal week. You know, no Brownlow on a Monday night. Still. Hectic at training, you know, amazing turnouts at training, the faithful there, no parade, a bit more of a normal game leading. And uh, and I was just, a, you know, personally, it was a lot looser that week. And, and we – Was the parade – did the parade happen again? Nah, no parade No again. parade. Nah, so no, the prep was, was like a normal, normal game. A bit more of a normal game, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Or a normal final. And, you know, I think we were just – we'd come out of that, that – the draw um, probably in a better physical – position. What did you then, identify that you thought was that, you know, when you play a game of footy, it's opportunity threat and you've just had a great taste yeah. of St. Kilda and everything they've got. They had a few banged up as well. Yeah. What was the thing you go, boys, we played what we think wasn't our best, but we've identified if we do this right, we can get them. What was the one well, thing? Well, the numbers that, in the first half of the draw were heavily in our favour. We just, so potentially the um, enormity, the experience, the young players, we didn't quite capitalise on on the dominance in that first half and then the experience and the guns of the Saints clicked into gear in that second half and, and, and you know, really um, got them rolling. So didn't have to change much. We, we, we knew the way that if we played, you know, to, to our best, we'd be in good shape. It was just um, – we had a, in a lot of ways because sometimes young guys, you've got, you got to experience a big final or a grand final and usually – well, sometimes you lose one and you're going to be better off the second time. Well, we got away with a draw – and had another one the week after. So um, those guys were probably in, you know, probably in better stead the, the next week. And and yeah, I think I've heard I've heard Rui and the Saints boys talk about that. That was that so taken out taken so much out of them that first week. Uh, the draw mentally as much as as physically that um, it was going to be a big ask for them. Mm. The second one, the the game goes ahead. You guys do get the you, you get them quite easily from memory. What was the how many points was yeah, it? Yeah, it was. I think margin was fifty odd points. Yeah, but it was set up pretty early. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Um, yeah, it was a completely for, different game to the week was, prior, yeah, which is was, which yeah. was um, as a, a bystander, everyone was a bit shocked just because yeah. you know, as you know, when you when you go through it, there's a lot of blokes battling things, and yeah. as you said, they were zapped. You guys were still energized. Man, I want to. So, as, as a as a footy fan growing up, I just thought like it was such an awkward position, and you handled it with such class. There was plenty of people going, "Oh, Bully can stick this up," him, or <laughs> you know, like, that's what some people think. Yeah, okay. And yeah. it was just handled with class. And I remember watching it; it was almost like you could see that you were so happy, and you also had this other side to you where you're like, "Oh, I've just won this, and I've just done it against my mates." Um, and it was, you know, I still remember it. So I want to know what was it like when you, when you did get the medal and you could, you could, you know, you, cause you're out there for ages staring at each other. Yeah. Um, how was that moment? Uh, it, it mixed emotions, mate. It was, it was, um, you know, it was, I think initially the initial reaction was, it was just out of, um, out of respect to, you know, to the, to the guys that I knew really well and, you know, had, had been to the well with the year before, fallen short, so I knew what that felt like and knew that they'd be feeling that again and even more, you know, and then some based on the draw and that the week before. So, um, yeah, wanted to – or I didn't even – it wasn't a conscious thing. I, it was, you know, it was it was just respect for, mm. for, for the position that they were in. 
um, until you know the sort of time went on, and, and and you know it starts to hit home when I think everyone says that once you start to to go around, you see the joy it brings people, other people, um, both those that have been at the club for a while and put in so much blood, sweat, and tears into the footy club, and then the supporters who, you know, I'd been a Collingwood supporter for a year. There's some of them had been a Collingwood, you know, bled black and white for eighty years. You know, yeah. so so you see that, and it dawns on you. Um, you know the impact that you've had on on those those sort of people by uh, by what had happened that day, and 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 then it really you know really starts to hit home that that uh, that it's a, it's a special moment. So um, that was sort of the the range of emotions, I guess. Did you have any? You know when you shake hands after the game, like do you remember like the boys that you you yeah. shook up with and yeah, um, hard to know what to say. I think just a hug. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, I, I think. You know, I think I was pretty nearby to Lenny and and BJ uh, at, at the t- at the time, and, and and probably one or two others. Um, so it was more. Were they your closest mates at the Saints? Yes, yeah. The, the guys around my vintage who, yeah. who I'd been drafted with, it's and always I spent the case. that time with. That's always the case, isn't it? As you know, so um, I think it was yeah, it was just a matter of that, you know, of an embrace and. Um, knew how they were feeling. Not much you can say. No, you can't say too much. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the next year, I mean, we're kind of, that's the year that we want to talk about that one there. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, winning a flag, what, like, is it, is it, is it the greatest achievement in your sporting career? Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's why we all play, isn't yeah. it? It is. It's, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's something that, that, that sort of lives on that, that, you know, it sort of goes, it feels like it goes pretty quick, and especially when you have a draw. Like, we didn't get to, the, the week after I'd imagine is usually the, the, the best week, I reckon. Um, usually leads into a best and fairest. We had the draw, so guys had holidays booked oh, yeah. that weekend and it squeezed them back a couple of days. So in a sense, that was we were robbed of that a little bit because um, B&F had been cancelled. We had that in the pre-season of the next year. We, you know, we obviously had a few functions, but within a week, a lot of people had sort of headed off, you know, um, in little groups or with family, whatever it was. So, uh, but yeah, we're very special and, and – and, um, you know, something that, uh, well, cause I mean, they're so hard to win, aren't they? Oh. You know, like Collingwood supporters now sort of longing for this next one. Yeah. That's what's it been 13 years. Um, mm. I mean, you don't want, you don't want to say that too loud around some other clubs, obviously, but, yeah. but they are, they're bloody hard to win. Yeah, so. yeah, just getting there. And then, as I said, it's yeah. the best man on their day. Yeah. It's not like your best team wins. That's right. Um, yeah. Let's throw to our friends here at Milwaukee while we're talking about handiest moments, mate. Uh, without our friends Milwaukee Tools, this wouldn't be possible. Uh, as again, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, so you'll go home with this Milwaukee Tools Tough Shell heated jacket. So this is a crack. I've got the battery pack there. Yeah, you whack that in the pocket. Um, I'm not sure if you're going down to St. Kilda and doing your sea baths recovery, mate. But if you are <laughs> and you get out and you're a bit chilly, um, I, uh, I think you should should whack that on. Actually, before I ask Amazing you about your ingenuity, that yeah. yeah the old, uh, um, before I ask you about your handiest moment on the footy field, now please don't be humble here. This is the moment that sticks out. It's probably a goal or a passage of play over your whole career. Brado on the uh, panels will find the footage and we'll marry it up. But I remember as a kid, and I'm not sure if it was you, but you were down at St Kilda and the ticket guy rocked up, and there was a photographer that day. And then <laughs> was it you that sprinted to the machine and pretended to put a put a bit of coin in to, oh, so you didn't get it? To, was that you? Oh gosh! 
This is a, this you're probably right. I think what it might have been. I mean, I get that's the sort of thing you remember, though. <laughs> I yeah. just remember yeah, just, in the park. Yeah, they inspector. said, oh, it was like a funny. I remember reading the Herald Sun one day. I was really young, and it was like uh, the St Kilda boys have all been done with tickets, but Luke Ball was so intelligent. He sprinted to the machine and said he just arrived, but he'd been there for an hour or oh whatever. God. I, hope, um, I hope I got one for my mates too. <laughs> yeah. Just look after myself. Oh, there. mate, just the, the, the ticket prices these days. Just get your own brutal. one. Brutal. Brutal. Um, yeah. So Milwaukee tools your, your handiest moment on the footy field. If you think. Think of one moment, what would be the one that comes front of mind? Well, I think it has to be the 2011 prelim final against the Hawks, the goal. So, and we're seeing a bit of late with 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 Buddy's victory lap and swan song, and uh, he he kicks that amazing goal down at the the city end um, to break what looked like at the time might break Collingwood Heart. Low scoring game, goals are hard to come by. Puts the Hawks back in front. Um, but he didn't count on uh, he didn't count on little number twelve just <laughs> just peeling off the back of the stoppage, mate. And it's funny some of those horse guys can't believe it and think I couldn't do that again if I tried. But that left foot snap from thirty five forty that was shelling peace from back in the day. So <laughs> that is one of the most. So that's special the one. Moment. Yeah, I think Braden knows that he would have that ready. I think as a, <laughs> yes. as a pies man. That is um, why we ask about the Milwaukee Tools handiest <laughs> moment because that might be the handiest we've had so far. Okay, yeah. That is a special moment. That moment, like, can, do you still think about that when you go to bed at night? Like, does that still? Well, something? I don't only because of only because of what happened the week after, which yes. which gives me nightmares. But. Um, because you've won a flag, though, at least maybe. you get to treat that moment with. Well, and it is the one. It, it, it does seem to be the one. I mean, I've been retired for nearly ten years now. It does seem to be the one thing. You know, when I bump into the Pies the fans. odd Pies fan now who who remembers me, and I'm you know I'm starting to age a bit, Tommy. <laughs> no, uh, you're not. Looking, but that's, you're the, that's, the, one, that's the one thing that that uh, that comes up a fair bit. Oh, that you know prelim final. I was there, 2011. <sighs> And again, the beauty of, yeah, the-, the Every the, kid's dream, though, yeah. kicking a sausage up, like to put them into a granny or win, you know, obviously there's yeah. one more step, but that's as, that's as bloody good as yeah, it gets. Yeah, yeah, And when it, just the roar, though, that of a, of a full stadium of, of Collingwood supporters is a, is a thing that- Thing that sticks in your memory. So yeah. that was that's probably the one, Tommy. Oh, that that oh, I'm actually can't wait to see that clipped up, Brado. That's actually <laughs> just get that ready for launch. That'll be the one we launch with. Um, do you love your America? Before we talk about the transition to finish off, um, obviously you had a great congratulations, amazing career, and looking back now, all that all that drama in the middle and all that, it, it all works itself out. You're doing some great things. We'll talk about what you're up to now. Um, you love your American sport, though, don't you? I do, Tommy. Yeah, I do. Well, and it really came about. Uh, post the move to Collingwood off the back of those training camps that we had over there where you sort of can't help but get immersed into the American sporting culture. So uh, always love basketball and the NBA, uh, but, you know, I'm, uh, I don't know you are as well. I've become a bit of an NFL fan now as well, and particularly for the, the fantasy purposes. It's uh, it's yep. good fun. How long have you been playing fantasy for? Since, uh, well, since probably, yeah, 20... 2014 or 15. I it's reckon. a great way to stay connected it with is, a, it like is. a you yeah. know there's it's a, a great point. It's a it's probably the, the WhatsApp group. There might be not a lot of chat during the year and then all of a sudden footy's finished, NFL season kicks oh, off. And yeah, well I've got one comp with with old ex Collingwood teammates. Yeah. Um that that, you know, even some of them have gone to other clubs now. Lockie Keefe, who I know is a teammate of yours at the Giants, so he's in he's in one of them. Um I did I did a couple couple of years of work actually at the AFL after I finished playing. I've got a comp with Half a dozen or eight or nine um, ex uh, staff members at the AFL. And a couple all of them still there, everywhere now, yep. most of them. Um, and I did a couple of years working at Essendon as well. And there's a comp there with with uh, you know some Essendon players and Essendon coaches, and some of them are elsewhere now as well. So 
You're right. It, it is a it is a nice connector. It's a great way. I remember um and so Lenny Hayes was my midfield coach at the Giants. And I, well, I can't He's speak. He's one of the cops. Yeah. yeah, and I, yeah, and this is why I mentioned the great man because, like, poor Lenny. Like, I'm, I've done a calf tendon. I meant to go over there, be durable. He probably respected the fact that I knew the team defense being, you know, we both had the similar background yeah, with yeah. Ross's. You know, I think that's one thing Ross taught me very well was team defense. I saw the game a little bit differently yeah. on defense and um yeah me and Lenny were having some great chats pre-season you know I was, I was thinking well the sky's the limit for me this year the Giants you know I'm, I'm going to be a, a wingman all year yeah. and all of a sudden the tendon goes but when I was seeing him week to week there wasn't much to really talk about and one thing that me and Lenny would do and it was funny I always say to the players now I go just get in a fantasy league or, or find who uh, loves their NFL because you'd be talking about mate I think you're doing everything right I think you can you know you're doing this let's just keep that up right yeah. and it's a real serious chat yeah. and then you go Mate, did you see what happened last week? And, and then all of a sudden, the guard goes down, yeah. and you're talking NFL. Yeah. And uh, well, what about I, this trade? Yeah, this I feel like it's yeah. one of the great ways to get to know someone. Um, so yeah, no, I really love it. Well, Good fun. mate, our friends at Sports Ryan uh, again, they're one of our major sponsors here, and they're. Um, have you heard of Sports Ryan? Oh, I haven't. Yeah, but I'm fascinated. Australian ticketing uh, mob. So when you want to, if you if you were to go to any city in you know in the world, you just go on their website, sportsryan.com, and you chuck in the location and the dates and it will put up every event that's in the city that you're in or if you're going to be there and then idea. yeah very clever so then you'll um you'll hit the event that you want to go to you might be doing some business over there you want to take some clients bang uh and and all the events will rock up so sports where i am it's a great right. name it makes a lot of sense so mate you'll get a 250 buck voucher from sports where oh, i am that's on that? uh, that's Beautiful. on the guys and anyone else out there sportswhereiam.com use our discount code ACES if you're looking to book all your sports um, events you want some tickets you know NBA NFL NHL the golf the F1 I mean the list goes on WWE for some of you fans um, and worldwide so Australian customer service as well. Nothing like, you know, dealing with some Aussies. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that is sports right now. Mate, on this card, I've got a city and I've got some events. And I know you love right. your sport. Flip Let's it over, look, read out the uh, city and some of the events and pick the one event you'd be going to with a couple of mates. Well, top of the first off the uh, off the, the cuff there, I, I can tick that one off. I've done a New York Giants at MetLife So you've got Stadium. New York for everyone listening. Tick, one, tick that one off. Uh, the Yankees. I haven't been to see the Yankees. I, I actually... I've found it already. The, the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, I think. Yeah, and I've been in New York a couple of times, and just didn't quite line up with a with a with an well, probably with a basketball season. Actually, to be honest, yeah, so it starts the around game. the end. Of, yeah, end of October. Yeah, so that's probably the one. Yeah, I've been out to MetLife, as I said, and Jalen Brunson, and they've, they've actually Randall. They've actually got a. They're going quite well, so their fan base. It feels like there's, there's room for one more star, isn't there? I don't yeah, know, I don't know who it is, but can they get? Is it is it Joel? Can he? Can they? Can they get him across from from Paul the Sixers? I feel like he's their franchise player. I don't think they're going to let him go because yeah. Harden's obviously on the move, he's as move. you can see. Yeah. Um. There you go, though. So you're going to go the Knicks at Madison Square Garden me, in New York, um, courtesy of Sports Where I Am. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, if you want to head online and grab yourself some sporting tickets, 250 bucks for you there, Bully. Now, mate, let's get into transition as we were to close this podcast. I, I, I still think of blokes like Matt DeBoer, Mitch mm. Wallace. They're fantastic um, advocates for athletes transitioning because they do build their lives through footy. Mm. And you've done that as well. You've been involved, as you said, um, you know, in your studies and you would have studied throughout. You were heavily involved in AFL Players Association. I remember when I was playing um, you went and worked at Essendon. Yep. Um, what are you up to now? And, and and some tips for athletes transitioning. Yeah. So 
the, the first, I suppose the first shout-out is it's not easy. It, it, it really is a, a challenge whether you play you know, three years or you're lucky enough to play um, 14 or 15 years. It, it, it is a challenge. I think um, you mentioned the PA. Yeah, I, I was involved with that. I think between them, um, uh, the AFL and, and the clubs these days, players are uh, afforded a lot more time and opportunity um, within their program to be able to, to think about that. Uh, but ultimately, the responsibility does fall on on the player, and and I I um, I, I struggled through it at, at times during my footy. Particularly, you know, we've spoken about times where where footy's not going so well, and and you want to double down in terms of your your focus and, and energy on footy. Um, so during those times, you know, I, I I took my off the ball a bit in terms of of um, post career stuff, but um, I'm happy that I stuck at it. You know, I. I uh, ended up finishing a degree outside of footy, but even then, you know, I finished and I finished up probably a year or two earlier than I thought I was going to. Um, and not long after, I, um, you know, I had a, uh, a a new baby, so you know, your, your priorities change obviously, and 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 you've you've got to move pretty quickly into the next phase of your life. But um, I initially, I I um, was lucky to get a few opportunities to stay in footy. Um, I always thought that when I finished playing, I'd I'd, I'd get out and, and go sort of cold turkey. But stayed in footy for a bit, as I said, worked at the AFL, got got some experience at um, the footy ops department there, and then went to to clubland for a bit, and then COVID hit. So that um, that was a bit of a, a, a game changer for plenty in the industry. Obviously, overnight the industry sort of had to shed about thirty percent of its staff. So mm. um, I was a bit of a casualty of that, but um, the timing was probably okay because. Um, I was sort of ready to 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 try and um, look for a new challenge outside of footy, and the beauty of footy though is, and I you know encourage players to to do this as much as possible because all clubs are great places, and 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 there are great people at clubs who want to help want to help players both working in the club, but but also supporters and external people, and um, you know through getting in touch with with contacts that I'd met uh, in particular in my time at, at the footy club during that. That period of, of transition a few years ago, I was I was um, led led down the path of of now this this um, opportunity that I've been working sorry this organisation that I've been working for for the last sort of two and a half years now. Um, so um, the beauty is it's a it's a relationship based role. So you you know I, I feel like I'm um, uh, I'm putting into practice a lot of the skills that you learn during your footy career. Um, you know working in sort of an elite environment. So um, working for Partners Wealth Group, so we're a, we're an advice group, you know, largely financial advice and investment advice, but um, with twenty five to thirty advisors. But my role um, is to sit across partnerships. So we, you know, the business has been built on on strong partnerships with with aligned people, and you know, looking for sort of mutual outcomes, and and that suits um, someone who's worked in a team sport, you know, the, the whole year, their the, the whole. Uh, working life, I guess, and and can see the benefit of um, or, or the greater benefits of of working with other people to achieve goals. You know, not not working, not not doing things by yourself. So um, that's been a really great experience over the last you know two and a half years, and haven't uh, haven't missed you know the day to day to day of footy too much. Now I can go along on the weekend. Um, I still do the odd bit of special comments for for ABC, so I get my footy fix doing that. Yeah. Um, but and do you love that as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because you know, you still love the game, obviously, but you get to sort of um, 
it's different when you're working in it, as you know, to, yeah. to being able to just, you know, work on the periphery or- You or do just, forget a little bit how hard it is, do you reckon? Yeah, you do. Yeah. I think, I think you're always conscious of that. And, and, and when, you're, when you're talking about it, I think you've always got that, um, that lens of um, don't, forget, don't forget how hard it was, you know, even though sometimes it looks easy, doesn't yeah, it? Sitting, it does sitting, look sitting, easy. sitting behind the glass, yeah. doesn't it? So, um, but yeah, that, you know, that, that sort of uh, being able to- been able to look at it from that perspective now, and, and just take take my kids along to a to an AFL game or a local game on the weekend, or not, or have a weekend off is yeah is enjoyable. So that's special. Um, so, um, but yeah, the, the 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 skills and the and the values and um, that you learn from from your time in footy um, are absolutely transferable to. To you know, I'm sure to doing this or 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 you know any sort of industry you might you might sort of transi- transition into. No, nah, well said, mate. You've um you've nailed that. Did you, what was the when you what year did you finish up? 2014. 2014. Yeah, so 10 years. How, how daunting was that? Like I just want to get a quick snippet of that transition. You know, how did you land the job in the AFL or you know um, was it teed up prior or did you? No, was it, it, was it, it wasn't. Yeah, it was through a little program that I had at the time for. Uh, for retiring players who wanted to transition into the industry, but but not necessarily um, with a coaching coaching sort of lens. So, um, Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul, who's and you know clearly the the, the agents, um, you know, really good agents like Paul play a role in that in terms of um, transitioning players, you know, out, out into their new career. So um, he facilitated that, which was which was great. Um, I did a little bit of media, um, you know, worked out that that uh, I wasn't good enough at that or that wasn't for me and um, that sort of, I guess, helped me uh, wean myself off footy a little bit in a sense, you know, that yeah. sort of full-time footy um, in a sense. So, uh, but really enjoying, uh, you know, being out there in, in – uh, uh, I guess in the real world a bit, and I love calling it the real world. The is, boys yeah, always get into. I, I actually had a, I had a message world, today because I was yeah. late to an NFL fantasy group chat with the Freo boys, and they go, "Where where's train?" Sorry, and I was, I'm, I'm bloody preparing for this podcast, and yeah, I always say, "You boys that, wouldn't understand the real world. They hate it. it when you say yeah, the real well, world." That's a fact, though. That's right. So. um it's got its challenges, obviously, but it's yeah, uh, yeah it's it's, and, it's enjoyable. And it sounds like you're thriving at this new job. You feel like it's all that work. You've just now you've found what it is, and you just love what you're doing. Well, what, yeah, what what I like is it's, it's you know, and and the starting point has got to be it's there's good people there. You know, you're working with good people. It'd be hard getting out of bed and going to work anywhere without enjoying the people you're working with. So, um, you know, working, being able to transition that team. Based sort of ethos and and you know the the values and shared vision and working together to, towards something, um, being able to transition that across into this new industry and new um, organisation, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed and um, yeah, as I said, I'm not not really missing you know missing full time footy at the moment. Yeah, it's good, mate. No, you're you're a uh, great example for young men, and um, it's been great to connect, and we'll we'll continue to keep in touch. Uh, clearly, um, but yeah, mate, you've, you're doing some great things, and like I said, you've 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 studied hard, you've done well at footy, you've the highs and lows, you've got the ultimate success, and now you're um, you're still you know you're still doing a little bit of footy on the side, but you've found a little bit of a um, passion with your new yeah. you know, with your last you know, your, your job that you got. I wouldn't say new, two and a half years, and that relationship piece. You yeah. know, it's it's funny how you broke that down. You know, like the thing that I love about it is the relationship part and bringing the skills you've learned to business, which is yeah. transferable, which is great for 
transitioning athletes to here. It is, mate. Yeah, and any any sort of remaining energy trying to be a good dad and a good husband, which, <laughs> yeah, is, you've got to, which is the biggest challenge you've got to of all. Of all in as well, yeah, that's you? right. Yeah, that's right. You've got to make sure that that gets enough attention as well. Otherwise, otherwise uh, it affects everything else, as you know, balance, mate. That's oh, right. I don't so, know. I haven't got kids, but right I can only imagine yeah. if I had kids, I'd be all over the nah, shop with doing this at the you're moment. You're too young for that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, mate, as, as always, um, yeah, I would like to gift you a pair of uh, Rick's eyewear. Where oh. uh, this will be a different color. I've got you the Tribeca Champagne Tort. So I know oh, you actually rocked up with the black orbits, which makes it puts a massive smile on my face. I can't uh, thank you enough for your support. I, when I see people wearing our products, it's it's special. Um, so thank you. Well, uh, there's a reason, mate. They, it's a special products. Thank so you, mate. I uh, really brilliant. appreciate that. They're yours. Wow. Um, whack them on our oh, last segment those. before we close. Yeah, a bit different than ones. Oh, yeah. They're your spring carnival special. Yeah. Well, I've got the black orbits, as you said. So, um, the, the sh- was it champagne? Yeah, yeah champagne wow. taut. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A little bit bigger, a little bit larger, but they, they look okay. great. Um, yeah, they okay. do look really good. Um, Rick's uh, on tour. So, you've played at two clubs. Um, you've played with some superstars. But I want to know, while we close out here, who are the two <laughs> blokes you're going on tour with? What location um, are you taking the Rick's eyewear with you and uh, why? Ooh, well, um, I mean, I'd love to go back to the. I'd love to go back to the states. Yeah, I. Uh, it's um, it, it's not probably somewhere to take the young kids. Although I probably shouldn't say that. They, they'd have a great time. But but I feel like uh, I'd love to get back to New York. I had a, had a great mate live in New York for five years. So I went and visited him a couple of years in a row after the season. Old Premiership teammate Chris Dawes is there, living in Brooklyn. Is so he? maybe I can, yeah, maybe I can. Um, What's he doing there? Uh, working. Him, him and his wife went over there. She's yeah, she got a really good job over there. So that's um, special. Yeah, he's uh, he's loving it over there. He always wanted to do that. So keep in touch. He's our boots on the ground over yep. there. Um, so probably probably the states. And there's a few places there that I uh, that I haven't uh, haven't been to as well that I wouldn't mind. Ticking off, I'm starting to actually really enjoy my golf. Um, so oh, nice. yeah, I, yeah, I, I think a sporting trip where you tick off, you know, Super Bowl, obviously, Masters. Well, last or, year would have been the one, Arizona. No, yeah. waste yeah. management it, into the Super Bowl. Is it Vegas next year? Uh, this year, yeah, next year is Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I've got a mate's wedding on the Saturday in Adelaide, which means the Saturday and then Sunday, if I was to fly, I'd land Monday, which means I can't go. Can't miss it. So it's probably saved me some pennies, but I'm out. I'm burning. I mean, I'm not burning. I'm right. looking forward to my mate Forsty. Right, Big okay. shout out, brother, if you're listening. Yeah, but okay. uh, when he sent the address, I went, oh, no, no. that's Super Bowl <laughs> done. I'm done. Yeah. So that's probably the one, I reckon, there um, that's still on the cards. And the other one, I know you've just got back from a, from a Europe sort of jaunt. Um, there's a bit of Europe that I wouldn't mind ticking off to. I mean, you miss the you miss the European summer a bit, obviously, through mm. your footy. And then I always thought I'd go, I'd go and do a European summer the year after I finished, but I went ahead and got, we went ahead and got pregnant. So yeah, you've got the family. That so ruined that, unfortunately. So um, so that's still on the cards too. I'd love to see a bit of Italy and Croatia. You just you, you, you yeah, Croatia was stunning. But I think I, I'd love to do Italy. I didn't do much. I just landed in Rome for a night, and I think I flew out of there. But that's had the one. one night, and I was just yeah, I was in awe of the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. much so, better there live. Like you see the photos, and and then you're there, and it's I don't know. There's this great energy in the city. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I was only in Rome as well. I can only imagine the Amalfi Coast yeah. and whatnot. But um, and I reckon these would go pretty well. Oh yeah, they do. Like, they get yeah. a fair workout. What about the two blokes? If you were to think about <laughs> on tour, the you know the missus says, Dale, go away, have a have a week with the boys. Come back. You need to be you need to be fresh. I feel like you're stressed. You need to go away on tour. Who are the two blokes that Six you're going to pick? Players? It can be yeah, ex footy players. Yeah. That can be anyone. Yeah. Um, 
Ooh. You can read out your best mates. I don't mind. Just two blokes and why? Well, actually, just on these, the, this is, the timing's perfect. I've got, I've got so I'm, I'm entering 40th seasons, um, and I've got one next week. Um, who, who's an old, a great mate of mine, Sam's from school, uh, and I think I'm allowed to. We're uh, we're heading up to Hamilton Island, and, oh, beautiful, uh, and we'll be out on a on a boat. For a couple of days. Oh, there so, you go. The Rixies the, out there. These look great with the uh, with the speedos on the boat. <laughs> you a speedos island. operator, are you? Oh yeah, mate. When you get a bit old, you, that, you, <laughs> you, don't, you, care? you don't care as much. I got you the don't. real lanky legs, man. I can't rock the speedos. No, like, lanky legs are fine. I reckon they're reckon? better. I don't reckon they're better than the, the chunky sort of quads with the speedos. No, I reckon you look well. I, reckon you'd look <laughs> I don't good know, with the man. I got on. the long limbs and the short torso. Like it doesn't. I don't think the budgies marry up for. I've given them a nudge. Give them a go. Yeah, I've given them a go. But I'm. You got a washboard? Are you hairy or? Nah, not much. Nah, not much hair. Yeah. I think you get away with it. Yeah, you'd be okay. So, so I've got a good crew, good crew. Of, you know, old old lads that uh, that 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 uh, they can take one of the one of the trips, and we'll get up to. It. And then I could probably hand pick from a few uh, over my time at, at both clubs who who I'd have a have a bit of fun with. Dorsey, yeah, Dorsey, Dorsey can come. Um, I, I'd like to say that I had sort of a, a sort of a restricted membership to the Rat Pack or, or a day membership. Yeah, That's they'd, great. They'd allow me in every a day now and then. A day pass <laughs> to the to the Rat Pack. So <laughs> you mentioned Vegas. I reckon D Swan. In fact, he's forty. I wonder if he's having his. Uh, Swan, he'd be if it was the fortieth, he'd be in Vegas. He'll find a way to be there. Yeah, yeah he'll definitely be. So in fact, when I was in Vegas, Swanee was there. Yeah. So maybe I wouldn't tell the wife that the Rat Pack had come in. Yeah. But if they can sort of sweep in for a couple of days, <laughs> that'd be a bit of fun. And then there were a few, you know, a few of few of those, few of the gang at the Saints who who were sort of sneaky operators as well. Um, you mentioned Lenny. He Len, Lenny was a last man standing type. On, oh, on you, can ima- well, what, what, as you can imagine. What you can imagine. What doesn't Lenny do? Well, he only knows one way, doesn't he? Yeah, just he's go all hard. In. That's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> So a bit of a mix of those two would be a bit of fun too for a maybe for a US sporting the trip. Rat Pack Lenny your mate in Hamilton Island <laughs> oh, mate, in, in, in the states uh, Bally thanks so much for coming on mate thanks, I, as always um, always welcome back here um, safe space and uh, yeah thanks for sharing. Your story, uh, we could have sat here for another two hours. I reckon we've gone for probably two, but mate, this totally is um, this has been super enjoyable to sit back and uh, listen to listen to the insights of all that um, you know of your journey and such a different one as well. I don't know many people, and I think as I said, I think you're the first player in history to play in four in a row. I've got to find this stat again, but I read it earlier. So yeah, mate, all the best. Uh, you know, in the thanks, future, Tommy. we'll run into each other. But yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. And Keep doing great things. Thanks, mate. And everyone that's uh, listening, uh, appreciate your support. Um, subscribe, like, give us a comment. Let us know what you really enjoyed. Get around Bali, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Tommy Talks, where you literally can't thank you enough for all your support. Righto. We'll see you on the next podcast. Lead the charge with Milwaukee. Performance, power, precision, no petrol hassles. Learn more at milwaukeetool.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. Attention sports fans, planning an overseas trip to catch your favorite games? Look no further than sports where I am. They've got it all. League schedules, trustworthy tickets, and over 200 cities to choose from, all conveniently on one website. Plus, as an Australian company, they know the importance of great customer service for those long-haul journeys. So visit sportswhereiam.com and start planning your dream sports trip today. Sports Where I Am, your ticket to an unforgettable sports travel experience.